When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Sportsbet BS Hotline, state your emergency. Yeah, it's me partner's group. Me mate Dave, I reckon he bought in. Okay, hang up now. What? And join Sportsbet's Bet With Mates. It's group betting without all the BS. Conditions apply. Gamble responsibly. 1-800-858-858. Tuesday on the run home with Joel and Fletch. True crime Tuesday. So we caught up with Toby Dow uh, to talk about a, a very famous crime from many, many years ago, which is yet to be finalised. The elephant in the room, or the elephant in the studio, was what, Brian, at the top of the show? Yeah, it was Gibbo, what happened with the date when he wore his T-shirt mm. and they used the corporate card yes. on the date. That's right. But the the the, uh, the lovely, beautiful lass just loves Gibbo for how he is. And if you love the great Shane Warne, there's a lovely ode to him. We've caught up with Mick Collis, who he himself represented Australia. He's got a good story to talk about that, but also had a nice poem, an ode to Warney. We caught up with him. All talk with Hello Sport. You can catch Tom and Eddie on Tuesday nights on the SEN Network. Interview with Billy Birmingham, who is the father of Tom, of course. Adam Gilchrist. Uh, They've had those interviews before, but this week's guest is... When you're training the house down, you go see who, Brian? Roger Fabry, the That's speed right. demon. That's exactly right. If you want to have your say, we have extended our offering at Joel Fletch SEN, TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, at SEN League is the way to catch us, but we are now, we're now on email. We're now on email, and if you've got anything to vent, yep. anything to discuss, mm. and it goes longer than the text board will hold, email us at Joel and Fletch at... SEN.com.au. Thanks. .au. Anyway, in the meantime, tomorrow's show, if it is your tomorrow now or maybe not, doesn't matter, it'll be on the podcast at some stage. Paddy Cummins, the Australian captain, we're looking forward to that. But enjoy the show. The Run Home with Joel and Fletch. Tomorrow's car is in stock today. Tech driver Hyundai Tucson turbo diesel all-wheel drive. Tuesday, the run home with Joel and Fletch, all thanks to our great partners, our great partners at Hyundai Tucson Turbo Diesel, which is in stock now. We say hello to our listeners. 11.70 a.m. in Sydney, 16.20 the Gold Coast. Sir Spraylord over here just really going to town. 6.93 a.m. in Brisbane. Those on the app, those on the podcast. Don't forget to download the app, um, the App Store or Google Play Store. If you want the SEN app, is the way to do that. Subscribe to the Run Home podcast at Apple, Spotify, or where all good podcasts are. I can hardly speak. We've got all these uh, fumes. Stud 100. Uh, Stud 100. You make the show. Remember, Lawn Hub call line 1300 011170 or text 0457 736 736. Real lawn fanatics use Lawn Hub fertilizer. Brian, what, why have you gone on such a spraying spree? Well, I had to get the Glen 20 out. Yeah. The Glen Air 20. Yes. Uh, yes. I, had a bit of an I played with Glen Air. Yeah. yeah. Wollongong boys. 5'8". Uh, yep. 
After, I went to Thailand with him. Did you? Yes. Oh. We had a bit of an accident. Yeah. On my moped. Okay. I'll get to that a bit later. Now, get a uh, listener and uh, Brooksy. <laughs> hang on. Whoa, 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 whoa. Yes. Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. No, 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 no. So we've been listening to another podcast, right? Yes, yes, with uh, Jason Bateman. Is he on it? Correct. Who yeah. else would be on it? Uh, Will Arnett. Yeah. And Sean Hayes. Hayes. And what did you just say to our <laughs> listeners? No, listener. That's how they say it. Yeah. So you're basically... What I'm doing here is I'm talking to you, yeah. the listener. You're making it personal. I'm making it personal. Right. It's a bit like Romper Room. Yeah. I can so, see Liam. <laughs> I can see Sharky. Sharky. And I can see Rob. Yeah. I can see Dunny. Yeah. Um, yes, no, I had a bit of an accident. <laughs> or I nearly had an accident. Are you done with all your credits, Sugar? Uh, yes, I believe so. So remember that ad? Remember that Amy ad? Mm. Was, I th- it might have been Amy, the insurance, when the spider came down from the... Yes. The, the um, visor. Oh. The sun visor? Yes, 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 know, yes. Yes, cup. yes, I do, yeah. Happened to me today. Cockroach, though, but not up high. Cockroach just was, it must have been in the window and landed on my lap. Oh. Massive one. I freaked out. Massive one. It what, was huge. Yeah, but you've just said, you've just said like it's like a. No, it was 30 centimetre. Okay. It was big as that pen. Yeah. Four inches. What? It's a big go in Bondi, isn't it? The cockroach? Heaps. We usually get the little German cockroaches. Yeah. But this was the big mother, Ooh. the mofo, and it um, and I just slammed on the brake. So I could see how that could happen in that age. Bloody oath, it could. How are you, Gibbo? Yeah, good, thank you, boys. Yeah. I feel a lot better than I did yesterday. Uh, I was coming off the back of a pretty tough weekend, but I'm good. And I was a bit flat yesterday, but I'm good as gold today, Joel. Good as about gold. yourself, mate? Mate, uh, Mitchell, all good for me. Uh, how are you, Brooks? Yeah, three more sleeps. Uh, I'm, oh. I'm ready. I, yeah. Sorry, boys. Say, you know when you, I don't know, the holiday thing, everything smells better, the air's easier to breathe, mm. you've got to bounce in your step. Mm. So just recapping, listeners. Yeah. Listener. Uh, listener, sorry. Uh, listener, Brooksy's uh, partner, future wife-to-be, I think we're that far down the track. Oh, I yet. think we are. If she, uh, what's her name? Let's her name? just call it T. T. Oh, All right. Yeah. The, the, the T-bone, yeah. it was on, if you're on the script, if you're on the phone, this is, you're basically engaged. Oh, yeah. And now T-Bone had organised with two of her mates. Cohorts. For a little trip away. And maybe it was a trip away just before it gets real serious. I don't know. And then guess who smuggled his way in as the fourth wheel? Yeah, that's right. That, it's been planned. This is what I, my take of it. I don't yeah. know the ins and outs of no. it. Nathan, just nod once or yeah. blink twice. Blink twice. twice. Did the girls have a girls weekend away pre-COVID and they'd booked it and now you, you've come along and they thought, we still want to go, but... We've got to invite this bloke. No, this was organised during our relationship. Okay. So this wasn't something that I had, yeah. Three, oh, are you guys going? Oh, that's exactly when so I'm looking three at three girls, one guy. Three girls, one guy. Hello. I think there was meant to be more <laughs> girls going. What? Yeah, it was going to be like five and one. Yeah, but then they heard the fourth wheel was turning up and they went, Yeah, oh, two no, dropped off. This. <laughs> are you okay with, the, do you get along with their friends? Yeah, yeah. Do you think? Very good value. Okay. Has there been any sexual tension between the other two girls? Zero. No. No, no tension. Any passes made at you? None. No. Any, like a back massage? I'll just give you a back <laughs> massage. Nathan, you look a bit tight. I don't think so. Okay. Not, yeah. All right. No, I just wanted to know what's going Trying on. I think, no. I think it's all, everything's been above board. It's still fairly new. Not really. Four, four and so months. No. Not really counting. Um, yeah, so... Who knows? This could be the trip, Fletch, where 
those sort of things might happen. I hope so. You know, living together. <laughs> no, no, no. But oh, right. <laughs> you know, for for a week. You know that. You're thinking white lotus areas. No, oh, I don't. That's not what I'm speaking for. about. I'm true crime Tuesday. Happen. Toby Dow's coming up. Your man Brian. Yeah, Toby is going to, and he's got. Uh, he's done some research on the John because they've opened the new investigation of John Benet Ramsey. Wow, that was the remember the the young um, child. Beauty pageant. Uh, Beauty pageant. Yep, that yep, was, yep. Yeah, so there's been all sorts of allegations. Was it the brother? Was it the dad? Was it the, But nothing's ever been solved. But so, they've, so they've no reopened one, it. No one was ever charged no. or pinned with it. Okay. Nope, nope. Um, Mick Collis is going to join us. Now, Mick Collis is one of the great Australian sports stories. He's a bloke who <laughs> was desperate to represent his country, and he's going to show the, the very novel way he went about doing that. By the way, some of our listeners, right? Listener. Listener. Do love the odd Herman S.E.S.E., an essay. Well, we've now got a medium, haven't we, Brooks? Yeah, I thought there was some long DMs coming in. Yep. Because there's been quite a bit of sliding over the last, let's say, eight months. So I thought, Herman S.A.S.A., let's open up the mailbag, email yeah. Joel and Fletch at SEN.com.au. So if you've got a lengthy email, let's say you've got plenty of time on the weekend, and you want to get a story across, it might be a conundrum, mm. and you need to put more detail than a text or a DM, Joel and Fletch at sen.com.au is where you need to go. Okay, and you can tell us anything. Anything you want. Right. So you might be, it might be 2 a.m., and you're up Perfect. and something comes to your lonely, mind. Yeah. Just get it. Can we yeah. do it ourselves? You can send one in, mm. even if it's just a note to self for you, Fletch, for Monday, for instance, on the weekend. Mm-hmm. Or on a Wednesday when you come back four days later. <laughs> well, can we direct all bully book, bully booking? Yes. Oh, okay. So oh, the email. What, no, exactly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, good. Solid. All right, it's now shut down. Solid. Uh, what, a, what an epic. Joel and Fletch at SEN.com.au. So you can put anything, but you can't get nasty. No. No. I think our man Ray does it too. Ray cops emails. Does he read them out on air, Ray? I don't know. I don't really listen to much of Ray's show, but. I think it's an opportunity because we've got some some funny listener. Can we out hit, there. Do, have we got an icon of, that of we can the, of the feedback? Yeah. Right. Can we get someone to say the feedback icon? Hit the feedback icon. Hit the I want feedback someone like that. Icon. Click on it. You click click on, on it. Click on it. Click on the feedback. Go to Outlook, Gmail, wherever your <laughs> best emails are sent. Ah, I love that. Well, I'd love. I like my own little icon, little <laughs> feedback icon. Should should we do something for today? Like if someone sends in an email, maybe we can give them or maybe send something out in three months' time, something. Yeah. yeah. What do you reckon? I've yeah. got it here. It's on. on what do you, what do you think maybe? <laughs> what do you think maybe send it in three months' time? Can you see that thing there, Brian, with a trunk? Four legs, quite a large greyish animal with a trunk. Yes. It's an elephant in this room. Correct. And, and we have gone, what have we gone, 12 minutes and six seconds into the program and we've not spoken about. Well, look. I walked in here earlier today, yeah. and I could feel something went on. Yeah, and I don't know, and I didn't want to. I didn't want to overstep the mark. No, you, you never overstep the mark, Fletch. So uh, I'm a mark overstepper. Let's Gibbo, go. Gibbo's here, and we were yesterday. He went out on a date just for our listener who wasn't here yesterday. <laughs> our listener and who didn't listen. <laughs> That's so weird. It, Gibbo went out on a date, and we were criticising him for his attire. He yep. had a t-shirt on, pair of Jeff Jans, black shoes. White socks. No, black socks because <laughs> Hi, those... it's Michael Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> I can move like Michael Jackson too. How did it go, Gibbo? It went really well. 
Take us well. through it. Take okay. us through the events. So I went to a pub right near our work here. Mm. Had Rag and Famish. Drinks. Rag and Famish. Right, tick. Rashes for me, a glass of rosé for the, the beautiful... Corporate card? Yeah, Corp- was it Clinton Torpy nah, or were no, you paying cash? No, <laughs> uh, nah, no Clinton Torpy. Uh, <laughs> I, I was I was copping the bill there. Yeah. Uh, we had the three drinks. And, you know, you always say hair of the dog, Joel. Yep. I really needed something like that yesterday. Yep. And after three beers went down, I was thinking, oh, okay. That's the Here number, isn't it? Again. That's yeah. the official number. I reckon first first one is absolute nails. Second one is a little similar. Yep. Third, you're back, baby. Oh, you're back, baby. And, and the, responsibly. the first interaction was a hug. I was outside already in the beer garden, mm. so she was – I was hoping she was already there, but she came after me. Nice hug. Mm. Uh, I didn't probably get too full into it, but it Why was Why were nice you hoping hug. she was there already? Oh, because then I could – she would have picked the spot, probably already got the drinks, and then I go straight in for the hug, where gotcha. if she – if did I you was the, already Did there, you go the underneath hug? I told you, don't go overbearing. It's no, better. I think I went – I think I went the – Right arm half, over, half. left arm under. Yeah, the hybrid. Yeah. Just go that. underneath. The hybrid both. hug, it's cool. Yeah, the hybrid hug. Yeah. And then so. <laughs> like yeah, like, like uh, Murray Tualangi. Uh, palms out. Yeah. And go like that. And Fletch wants you to do the dirty dancing move as soon as you see her. Just lift her up. Yeah, no. Yeah, couldn't couldn't do that. Uh, so, yeah, we had the three drinks and then used the Clinton Torpy on a cab. Oh, I, you did? You get Clinton Torpy oh, no. cab charges and yeah. off we went into the city. So, we went off to... Uh, a few rest- we looked at this place called Spice Alley, which is in Chippendale, and it's a collection of all these sort of Asian restaurants, and we were looking around for what sort of suited, and then we found this little Vietnamese place. It was actually quite fancy, quite, well, it wasn't that fancy, but it was quite nice, and we got a few meals, got a few entrees, and we're just chatting, really. Awkward silence, or was it all pretty nah, comfortable? not awkward silence. Okay, it's a good there silence. Was, it, the conversation was great. Uh, just talking about everything from her upbringing to her day-to-day life. Uh, there was a lot of chat. Had the dinner, and then yeah, it was it was sort of it was sort of home time. I think there wasn't any sort of what no extras. <laughs> was there any like you know occasionally you might accidentally touch feet underneath the table? Oh, there was a little bit of that, yeah, yeah. because we were sitting out in the beer garden mm. at the rag, and and the seats are very close together. Mm. But that was cool, like. There was, I think there was definitely sparks flying. I'd, I'd love, I'd love in an alternate universe, she's doing this exact same thing and just to get her perspective yep. of how yeah. it went. She might be. She might but be I, on dropping the G as we speak. Yeah. <laughs> just I, talking I, to heaps. I, I, <laughs> I heaps with the But yeah, it was, I think I had a really good time. I think she had a really good time. And sometimes you can tell when you get home, either if you get home to a message saying thanks for tonight, yes. yeah. you know whether or not it was good. And right. And so I hadn't even looked at my phone because I got back home, got home last night, and there was a message, and it was just oh, like, she's nice. thank you very much for tonight. Like, uh, I feel very cultured for going to Spice Alley. Oh. So, And that was awesome for me because I picked the restaurant. So I said, okay, well, pressure's on for round two when it's your turn. Good response. Your turn. So what was I, the reply to that? Uh, well, she must obviously have a busy day at work. Oh. <laughs> No, nah, it's, it's all good. So, like, okay, has there been any correspondence today? No, no correspondence today. Have you been refreshing in the hope that there no, is? No, not really. Oh, I'm not. I'm What's your game plan? Are you going to sort of leave it a day or two? Well, uh, my mate had been out on dates with her friend as well. Oh, hello. So maybe we might. I think that it was a very formal one last night, and that was just to show, look, I mm. can I can dress presentable, no, I can talk debatable. nicely, yeah. and we can go out for a nice dinner. Did you bring up the T-shirt incident? I, I did. I said my mates at work were giving me crap for my for my T-shirt. What'd she say? 
Oh, she was sweet with it. She said it was a nice T-shirt. At what, <laughs> at what stage did you sort of dive into that chat? Early? Uh, no, this was after probably two beers in. Yeah, at the rag. Yeah, at the rag. Yeah. So I was sorting to loose up a little bit. But... How did her attire measure up to yours? Oh, she, well, I mean, I was wearing what I wear to work every day besides yep. the Jeff Jans. Yeah. And so she was wearing what she wears to work every day, which is a bit more formal, a bit gotcha. more corporate She's like whining and dining clients, so to yeah. speak. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I was just wearing what I wear to work. I think it was fine, but look, maybe she'll she'll have a different story. El Capitano, what have you found? We got some uh, feedback on Instagram about the whole clothing situation from a belated listener on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Come on, lads, leave off Gibbo, you pair of old <laughs> flogs. This girl probably works with chaps in suits and knows they're all pests. Yep. Be yourself, Gibbo. Okay. okay. Who's that from? What do you think? That's Bryce McDonald. Good on you, maker. Yeah. Get on the email, Bryce. Uh, Joel and Fletch <laughs> at sen.com.au is a way to have your say. Uh, Mick Collis coming up, Toby Dow, True Crime Tuesday. Just on True Crime Tuesday, um, we did well, get Could to, Victor Radley be crew? True crime Tuesday. Whoa, was it a crime? We had a slider uh, come in on the DM <laughs> variety, and it was Samara. Uh, the lady vanishes. The lady vanishes is a tip, but of course you wouldn't listen to that between three and six. Of course not. Uh, Monday to Friday, any other time, we would appreciate that. <laughs> Lawn Hub call line one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. Text oh four five seven seven three six seven three six. Social media at TikTok, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, email. email. Well, <laughs> Hector, just said, Hector just said he missed the email address. Sorry, boys. Please confirm. If Hector's asking for this, this is going to be some sort of literature. Yes. What is it, Brooksy? Joel and A-N-D, yeah. Fletch, at sen.com.au. I like it. Beautiful. We'll break what it back the... more. Okay, thanks. <laughs> Tomorrow's car is in stock today. Tech driver Hyundai Tucson turbo diesel all-wheel drive. It's The Run Home with Joel and Fletch on SEM. Uh, it certainly is, and he's like a proud parent over here, our man Brooksy, because uh, the emails are starting to come through. Yeah, Joel and Fletch yeah, at SEM.com.au. Got one titled Damien's Party Entertainment. Hi, thanks for contacting us. Unfortunately, we currently have no one in your area working, cannot help you. Good luck, kind regards, Jamie, Damien's Party Entertainment Proprietary Limited. So it looks like that Hector Bomaderi has put in a request for us to try and get some entertainment for our party that we haven't <laughs> organised yet. So keep them coming through, Joel and Fletch at sen.com.au. And do we read them out? Not all of them, but the good ones we will. Okay. That's a good one. The first one. That's it. We can get photos from there as well, right, Brooksy? Photos and videos? Yeah, we could. Yeah, all multimedia we could get. Oh, we're going from. Uh, Spart's hose. Where's my effing hose? Regards, Spart. Ah, <laughs> uh, the bullying book. You can get live now on the email. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. the Lawn Hub hotline. She's got to be careful saying Lawn Hub hotline. Real lawn fanatics use Lawn Hub fertiliser is the way to do that. Uh, now, gentlemen, did you see the NRL roast? Um, they've been sort of trying to get the great man on board for the Simone team. No, oh, The Rock. The Rock. Have you been yeah. seeing any of that? Uh, I have, but then someone told me The Rock doesn't take messages, uh, messages, direct messages, no DMing. Right. right. So he wouldn't see it. Is he going to get on board, you reckon? No. No. Maybe give Bowie Ryan a call. Bo's no, Bo's reached him. out for the same thing. Oh, right. Bo's reached out for the same thing. So um, we'll see how all that plays out. But the NRL roast, uh, it's been, I'll try and find the page actually. It's been quite entertaining to have your say. Uh, boys, I went through the draw. The draw for next year and the Tigers, the mighty Tigers, right? There's a bit of noise around at the moment for the Tigers. 
what what chance are you honestly of this, right? So they last year Penrith won the comp, have, having played eleven games in Penrith at home. Gotcha. The West Tigers, mm. the West Tigers, they play three games at Leichhardt, one of those only on a Sunday. They play three games at Campbelltown. Yes. Two games at Combank, one game at Accor Stadium, a game in Tamworth. These are their home games. Yep. A game in Tamworth, a game in Suncorp, a game in New Zealand. Mm. Well, honestly, what chance are you when you do that? Thoughts? Yeah, well, that's a, that's obviously it's all a commercial decision. The Clinton Torpy dollar. Yep. yep. So you can't really argue with that. But it's sort of a bit like paying it forward. Like, are you actually giving yourself a chance bouncing around like that? Well, they no. Definitely not, because you need consistency. I used to love playing at the footy stadium. I used to love it because yep. you knew exactly where you're going to sit. Yep. It was just – it was very comforting. Yep. The captains run everything, like everything, everything in the lead-up yeah. routine. And, yeah, exactly. But maybe the Tigers need that corporate dollar. Well, clearly. Obviously, they're going to come back for a couple and Accor for one. They've and... signed, signed it off. But maybe that was prior to this new Megabucks deal. Mm. Could they get out of it? Could they renege? Well, well you just got to – if, if you – are serious about being a contender. You mm. can't honestly just be a Harlem Globetrotter no. and be all over the shop, in my opinion, because it is all those little things, not just for the player, but the yeah. fans. It would, yeah, I was going to say the fan base and members having to travel to so many different venues, the repetition of going to the same place, like, for instance, a lot of my friends are Manly fans. Yep. And just that whole vibe of going to Brookie on a Friday night or a Sunday Arvo, just going to the same spot, getting that same place on the hill, going to the same pub before or after the game. Like, that's the coziness of supporting a team. When you've got seven or eight different venues in your 12 home games, like, you don't – you lose all that. And you sort of go, oh, maybe I might spend my time elsewhere. Mm. You know, I think that's – I think it's a bit of an interesting move, Joel. Like, having seen those – like, being fans and having gone through that process of loving – like you said, Fletch, like, going to the footy stadium. All the Roosters fans probably loved going to the footy stadium and getting that same seat and sitting in the same spot. Mm. And if you can't get a, a Sunday afternoon at Leichhardt, I'd nearly concede the game. Uh, that uh, These <laughs> days, no, I mean, I mean yeah. concede the, the home ground yeah. and go and play at your other home ground, which is, take your pick, uh, Combank Stadium, Campbelltown Stadium, Ecclestad, whatever the case may be. You've got to have a Sunday afternoon. And if it doesn't fit that, go and play elsewhere. I, anyway, that's my opinion. Otherwise, you may as well be the Perth Tigers otherwise and play – Four games a year over there. Like, seriously, you may as well be the Perth Tigers. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy is a way to have your say. Email at Joel, sorry, Joel and Fletch at SEN.com.au. That's the way to do that. Um, uh, Sparty chasing a hose. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy <laughs> is the way to have your say. Uh, we've got Fletchy's Love Lounge coming up a little bit later on, all thanks to Splashes. You've got the Run Home Quiz. And don't forget as well, I know the World Cup done and dusted, England Take it out. It is Australia taking on England in the ODI series. You can catch the three-match series between Australia and the world champions. England, first ODI starts Thursday right here on SEN and the SEN app. Have your say, 0457 736 736. Just um, with – and this is directed at you, Gibbo. Well, not directed at you, but it's a question for you. We saw Mo and Ali and uh, with the the English team, how they had to move, similar to what happened with Uzi, when they get the alcohol out. So they get the champagne oh, out, okay. and they, yep, yep, obviously because yep. they're Muslim, yep. no alcohol. Could we just get – Doesn't why does it have to be alcohol? That's right. Yep. Why, why, why couldn't they just get a, a bottle of, say, Some soda water? Yeah, yeah. I think it's Il Rashid as well, Fletch. He was also moved out of that section yes. of the celebrations. Yeah, I'm not sure why. Maybe does – Do you have to have that there? 
the sparkling water sort of spray. You're the only one who sort of sprayed champagne on other Yeah, but it's just because it was a it was a you can do that in the dressing room. Yes. But when you're out there to make it together, togetherness because it just looked really funny. Yeah. They were all together and then the two Muslim players jumped up and moved and got yeah. out of it and then the, and then the rest of the team got the champagne. So were they almost caught off guard by it all? No, no, no. no, no, no. They, they they came out. It was a bit like Guzzi when yeah. they I think it was Cummins. Yeah. Paddy Cummins said, "Right, oh, Uzi, we're going to get the the alcohol. Do you want to step away?" Yes. Offering him yep. to do that, and then Uzi obviously said, "What? Why do we need to do that? Why don't oh. we just have non-alcoholic fizzy?" I agree, hundred percent. Just to agree. keep it because it just looked a bit looked yeah. a bit funny. Yeah. Do what you want behind closed doors. You know, when you get in the dressing room, that's when they're all the real party starts. <laughs> I bet you do. Yeah. You know oh, what I'm saying? Then, why does yeah? Why does it even need to? Have to be sprayed in front of everyone. You just need to get the trophy up, do you? And then bit of theatre. It yeah. is a bit of theatre, but colour. no one just because no one was <laughs> drinking it. No, I'm just doing that. Hand yeah, yeah, no yeah. no it. one was drinking it. No, it no, was no. all about the firing of yeah. the squirting out of the uh, alcohol. Yeah, the cork bottle. Uh, Mark from Upper West Pennant Hills is on the line. G'day, Mark. Hello. How are you, Mark? You're uh, you're on the Lawn Hub Hotline. How you doing? I'm very good, mate. I'm very confused. Yeah. Okay. And I shouldn't be confused on a Tuesday because it's no lies, isn't it, today? Uh, true Crime Tuesday true crime. today. Yeah. True, oh, sorry. So, my one, I want to say thanks very much. I received the, the hat that you guys gave me. I've been trying to get one of them forever. Mm. Turned up last night. Good. So, he does come good sometimes. <laughs> um, There's a butt here somewhere. Well... Not a but, because a but just disqualifies everything that I said before. Yeah. Yep. So but my question is, what is our definition of an A-grader? He's a tosser, right? Correct. Yeah, I think I know where you're going here. I think you're going to be saying, okay, so, well, why have I got a hat then? That's mm. So what's your explanation it's, there, Brian? Anyhow, so I'll walk in and I go, a this. Yeah. Well, basically, that was the whole idea, and you're <laughs> the only one who's ever questioned it. I wear my A-grade hat. <laughs> So it's it's that old adage, if you know, you know. Yeah. So people are going, oh, A-grade, that's not a bad game. But really deep down, <laughs> you are being quite self-deprecating to yourself. And there's not many of these hats out there, Mark, so wear it with pride. But I just wanted to ask one other question. Yes, you can. The, the hat sizing, was that done off your head, Fletch? No, it wasn't. So there's things at the back of it where, have you got a little head or a big head? You a pinhead? Or a pea head? Well, a pinhead, I would say, compared yeah. to you. Yeah. Because a lot of people got pinhead compared to me. It doesn't matter how many notches you take it in; it still sits up there like a tiara on a bloody queen's head. Mm. Well, it's or a, not her head anymore. It's but. a trucker's. It's a trucker's hat. Yeah. And that's the <laughs> whole. That's right. the style of it. Have you taken the cardboard yeah. out of the front, Mark? Yeah, Mark, you're really acting no, like an agrader. No, I said that because I want a brand new. What's that? You're acting like a real A grader, so well done wearing that hat. Oh, beautiful. I'll wear it to your house tomorrow. Okay. Now, Mark, just I'll a bit of late. feedback I'll... from our listeners on us. Uh, did you hear us chatting with Gibbo earlier about the the post-date fallout, I suppose? The post? Did you hear us interviewing Gibbo around the date? No, you didn't. No. Uh, this came through from 720. He said, geez, boys, interrogating much. Creeps. You blokes are creeps. Uh, they're all back in Gibbo. Another one comes through. Uh, all that date was missing. That interrogation was sugar breathing heavy. So the hot and heavy levy <laughs> coming in. Mark, good on you, mate. Gibbo, end up, 
Yeah. Did Gibbo wear a shirt or a T-shirt in the end? T-shirt. He wore a T-shirt. Hey, we've got – hey, Mark, just before you go, I've got Matt from the Gold Coast. He says, send back the hat then, you A-grade, and stop your whinging. <laughs> that was my sentiment, exactly. So, Mark, the thing is I'll in life, right, and they double down on being wrong. So Gibbo refuses to admit that he should have changed shirt, yet young lady has <laughs> not followed him up with a text or call today. He's doubling down on wrong. Is that fair, yeah. Fletch? Yeah. Mark? Spot on. Yeah. Spot on. He's holding the yeah. course. Anyway, Pinhead, we've yeah, got to go. <laughs> See you, Pinhead. Thanks, listener. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. This is the run over Joel and Fletch. April, thank you very much. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. You're in a bit of a WBW mood. Well, I'll do the same, uh, Fletchy boy. Uh, 15 minutes away, Bow Desert, number six, Rupert's boy, gamble responsibly. So Yes, we'll multi that into Newcastle race seven, number four. That's my WBW for the day. And all care, zero responsibility, but we're in, so don't worry about that. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy is a way to have your say. Open line we go for Lawn Hub. Jeremy's there from West Penn and Hills. G'day, Jez. Hey, how are you guys? Good, Jeremy. Oh, how you doing, mate? Pee-wee Wilson. How are you, champions? Good, brother. Um... Mate, uh, first off, mm. mate, I am going to have to have a long and deep conversation with young Mark from West Bend Hills. Mm-hmm. I've known him for a very long time, and his attitude today was was damn near disgraceful. Oh. So <laughs> Thanks, I think way. I think, mate, you're going to have to award him a grade of the decade. Yeah. Well, I, I you know what I can do? I can recall what? recall those hats. Yep, Renig. Yeah, break into his yep. house. Yeah, exactly. I, I know where he lives, mate. So Steal his bird. <laughs> yeah, not, exactly. No, not his Shit bird. in his letterbox. Yes. Oh, That's <laughs> not bad. That's not a bad idea. I'll give you a hat. It's, not the, it's not the World Cup. Come on. <laughs> I've got one already. <laughs> for, for last time I did that for you. Um, mate, I was just going to say, um, in regards to the whole Tiger scenario, 100% right. Look, you know what? I I pay five hundred bucks a year to to be a member of Para, and if I was going here, there, and everywhere, mate, I'd, I'd say, mate, you can, you know, I'm not paying five hundred for the pleasure of going for tours around, you know, New South Wales, Brisbane, and New Zealand. Thanks, well, but no thanks. Well, Jez, this is the thing, and I don't have the um, the benefits of the, the commerciality part of it that obviously the people yeah. at the club do, but I just think three at Leichhardt, three at Campbelltown, two at Combank, one at Accor, one in. Tamworth, one in at Suncorp Stadium, uh, one in yep. New Zealand. It's just I, I don't understand how you could possibly succeed in that particular environment, mate. We've got to move on. We appreciate the call, yeah. Cookie from Mount Druitt's here. G'day, Cook Ben. Cookie, you there, mate? Yeah, oh. mate. Uh, for whatever reason, it's not playing um, the radio while well, I'm on hold. I can't hear the voice. Are you on here now? <laughs> oh, sorry, mate. I just, my apologies uh, there, Sugar. Yeah, You're right, was, mate. While, while I was on hold, yeah, there was no radio show. I had to just switch to another device, mate, get the headphones in so I knew what, what was going on. And, yeah, you've caught me unawares with it, with it in my hand, I think. Have you got your M&Ms in your hand? Did your M&Ms turn up yet, uh, live from New York? Live, mate. Yes, that's why I rang in to say they turned up last night. Beautiful. Um, I couldn't, I couldn't call but yeah, thank you very much. I, I apologise to Brooksy because I just threw it out there about the possibility they might not show up. But yeah, he's a man of a man of his word. They Absolutely, did. he's actually coming good, Brooksy. He's for all the knockers, the he's naysayers. 
Yeah, he's coming good. Are you a Nathan too, Cookie? Is it? Yes, I am, mate. Nathan, I'm a Nathan in the middle. Oh, yeah. I'm Brian Nathan. So I'm the only one who's unnathaned. Yeah. Nathaniel. Mm. Unnathaned. Yes. No, nice. Yeah, well, you know, some Nathans are good, some are bad. I'm not going to say we're all perfect. Not everyone's Nathan from Mount Druitt, you know what I mean? No, True we know that. True that. But, uh, yeah, he was uh, flying through the topics yesterday, so even if I had got through, I didn't know what I was going to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> well, what do you want to talk about now, Cookie? <laughs> we were flying through the topics. Well, I don't know. It surprised me because, yeah, he's, he's running there with, with sort of no plan with uh, open, and then, yeah, you fly from topic to topic. As soon as you I get, I'll, I'll speak to him about this, and then five minutes later, you they're talking about something else. Well, <laughs> can, can, <laughs> yeah. can I come clean on this cookie? Because it does frustrate our man El Capitano Brooks as well that we do that. So you're absolutely right. Yeah. But most, I would say this, Brian, um, mm. most talk show programs, mm. they have a contrived topic and they'll run that to the hilt. We're, we like to reflect the pub chat where we just go where we've got to go, right? And that could have something to do with yeah. my lack of concentration too. Yes. And mine. Yeah. Now you're good. You reckon? You can concentrate. I'm hopeless. No. I just I, whatever comes to my it's, head, I just go bushka. Mm. I know it's good. Well, I suppose there's a, a bit of a balance because you don't want a Jimmy Smith. You just get bashed around the head all day with one thing. It's just like oh, they're talking about the bloody drawer again for three hours. Like do me head in. Like, I did. What, I was talking about. Jimmy. Well, we discussed that yesterday, but I was also discussing Matt Parrish, the Samoan coach's hairdo. I was saying it looks very like a Bram Stoker Dracula quite look. What do you think of Matty Parrish's well, hair? Yeah. Great, mate, because my hair's on the rebound. I'm uh, growing my hair back, much to the dismay of some people, mainly the missus. Mm. Yeah, and get a haircut is a regular comment I'm getting now. Yeah. Well, don't go to the so, barber because yeah. you yeah. know what happens when you go to the barber? You get the mort rub on your elbow. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah, no, that's right. There was a haircut happening at work, and I said, you want to get the old, um, yeah, get that happening. Mm. Hey, just it's on a haircut unless that happened. Hey, Cookie, have you ever found yourself in this scenario? So I was up at uh, Miranda, up at Miranda Fair the other day, and I had to pick up my, my specs. And I told you the story about how I found them inside of Brasco. Oh. Someone's sitting down. I had to go and lasso them out with my hand. And yep. I was actually – I was in, I had to get a haircut because I was about to go away, so I had to get a haircut. And the last couple of times I found myself in the same scenario. So just down the road here, Fletch, where we work, is a barber that I like to go to, and they're great fellas, right? Mm. And the, I probably haven't been there for about three months because I've been caught up in a scenario where I've had to go locally, whatever the case may be. So now I've been walking past them to wow. go to the shops waving, and I feel like they think I'm cheating on them because they can clearly see that I've had a haircut <laughs> but can also see that I've not been there. Yeah, but they'd get that. Every, they'd they'd you be reckon? used to it. Of course. Yeah. Thoughts, Cook? Well, I, uh, mate, I'm a floater, not for haircuts, but lunch shops. I'll, I'll befriend you, but then, yeah, you overcook me chico roll, mate. You're done. Yeah. What, you just, only, only, I'll walk past. So you only give them one chance. If they muck it up, you're gone. I'll, I'll give them one, but I'll bounce back because there's a minimal amount of shots you can do. So you got to let it slide eventually. Like, yeah. Well, sort of put a line through it, and then you gradually erase that line and give them another go down the track once the, once the waterworks are stopped. Cookie, what's the go-to restaurant in, in uh, Mount Druitt? If you had to tip someone to go somewhere, you said you must go to this place. Where would you send them to? Oh, well, define restaurant. <laughs> oh, just start e- eatery. Eatery. Not too many sitting restaurants. No, there's heaps of great food places in Mountie. Home, if you love a, like a burger, yep. 
or like a barbecue chicken, head to Homer's at Emerton. Um, Kebab Paradiso, they even got sushi in that at Emerton, or they've got the new food court up at uh, Mount Drew. Sesame Pizza at Hasselgrove. Um, don't forget me, beloved West Tradies. Beloved yeah. West Tradies, 20 meat trays on Thursday night. People's giving away $10,000. They've got uh, your fusion dining, your cafe, and your trattoria up there. Get yourself a nice pasta and go. <laughs> Oh, sorry, Cookie. Uh, okay. move on. Yeah, thank you. Uh, Fitzy was loving it, though. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. This is the run home with Joel and Fletch. You know what, Spart? We'll break. We'll come oh, back with you on the other side of this. Oh, good. Heavy. Tomorrow's car is in stock today. Tech driver Hyundai Tucson turbo diesel all-wheel drive. It's the run home with Joel and Fletch on SEN. Wombat from Warragamba uh, says he was running short on time. He dropped into... Uh, Local hair establishment for a haircut. And it looks like the council did it with a whippersnipper and it cost him $39. Absolutely rorted, he says. Uh, there, was, there was a hairdresser or a barber, I suppose, in America. And they were advertising, Brian, $15 haircuts. Mm-hmm. And it was taking a lot of business away from the barber across the road. And so then they come up with a novel idea. So they were advertising $50, $15 haircuts. Yes. And the other barber put up a sign, we fix $15 haircuts. Oh, very good. Very, very good, as this bloke is. Sparty is on the line. G'day, Spart. How are you, fellas? How you going, Sparty? Yeah, good. I, I've got a conundrum regarding the A-grade hat. Mm. Um, you know I'm a big fan of it. I, I wear mine um, I wear mine in the self-deprecating manner yep. that one should wear yep. the A-grade hat and wear it as frequently as I can. However, I came up a situation the other day, and quite frankly, it's untenable. And I'll just quickly take you through it. And Brian, you'll appreciate this. Yes. So the, the handicap structure in a golf club is based on A, B, C grade, A grade, B grade, and C grade. Now, I think A grade's, you know, zero or plus whatever to, I think, maybe 10. Yep. And then B grade's 10 to 19, and then C grade's 19 plus, right? Yep. And I had the, had the hat in the car, and I thought, oh, I'm going to wear my A grade hat at golf today. And I put it on my head, and then I thought to myself, I can't win here because if I'm an A-grader at golf and I wear the A-grade hat, I'm being an A-grader. Yes, right. If I'm a B-grader at golf and I wear the A-grade hat, I'm also being an A-grader because I'm an A-grader because I'm pretending to be an A-grader. Yeah, that's right. And cut and paste for C. So it's actually a situation, Brian and uh, Joel, or host, mm. as you are. Yeah, listener, yes. You can't wear... The A grade had a golf no. and win in any way, shape, or form. No. no. It is, isn't it? It's an anomaly, Brian. And this is what happens with brilliant ideas. There's always but an I, anomaly. Well, just don't, play, just don't wear it when you're playing in comp. No, but hang on, Brian. To, to be fair to Knuckles, who, who designed these caps, yes. when you look at the tag inside, it says, do not iron, yep. do not tumble dry, Correct. and do not wear a golf. Yes. So, look, so that's <laughs> well, he. He's, I read that. Yeah, you got to read the little thing sorry. inside. Yeah, not, not enough people read that tag, yeah, do they? Yeah. Actually, look inside no, the hat. No. Look, at, I haven't got my hat on. No. Have a look at the tag inside. It, it actually says, "Life's too short to wear a shit hat." <laughs> that's, right. that's what it says. That's exactly right. <laughs> that's what it says. That's no, funny. Yes, Brian. No, they're starting to work us out, Brian. So yeah. he's found that conundrum. Just don't wear it in comp, and you'll be sweet. Yeah. 
Nah, but you can't. And then, well, so then you're having a social hit and you're wearing it, and yes. you're just saying to everyone else, I'm an A grader. Yeah, that's fine. By two. A, a grader, the power of two. Yeah, but then you go and play in the B grade comp, and then they start to get a bit fishy as to, you know, are you really sort of. Um, exactly. Wearing yeah. the balaclava, so to speak, and you keep winning the prize. Anyway, yeah. Sparty, good on you, mate. Great to chat. See, boys. There he is, uh, the Spart man. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy to have your say on the Lawn Hub hotline. More to come on the, after this. Tomorrow's car is in stock today. Tech driver Hyundai Tucson turbo diesel all-wheel drive. It's the run home with Joel and Fletch on SEM. Mick Collis is in story where he was just desperate to represent the green and gold of Australia. And he's going to tell us that story very, very shortly after the four o'clock news. So we're looking forward to that. Plenty of texts coming through. Joel, I'm looking at you as the resident expert on fast food. I forgot to pack my lunch today for work and now I'm on the way home and I'm absolutely starving for a feed. What am I getting? Uh, Cheers. The hot dog. Uh, Well, hot dog, I need to know where you are. I I know most of the roads in Sydney. Mm. If you can tell me exactly where you are, I can throw you a little short ball where to go. He needs a lasagna topper. That's what he needs, an LT. I've never seen one. Yes, you have. I'm going to bring one in for you. 4 and 20 lasagna topper. If not, Euros. Explain the lasagna topper again to me, Brian. Deep fried lasagna. Just a little square. Yeah. Cheese, minced minced beef. Outstanding. Uh, I got a text here from someone who wanted to know my WBW, and that was Newcastle Race 7, number 4. So add that to what was the other one you had? Uh, that got beat just then. Oh, Rup- Rupert's boy, um, that went down. Sorry, they can't Rupert. all win, Brian. No, we know you can't. that they can't exactly. all win. It was actually heavy drifter, unfortunately. So I thought we might have been in a little bit of trouble, which turned out to be the case. Have your say. One three hundred oh one eleven seventy. That is the Lawn Hub hotline. Mick Collis, let me tell you, this story is a ripper. It's a ripper. I've been to many uh, conventions, Brian, like yes. banking conventions and those sorts of things. No, not. Yes, banking, I said. Um, he's one of the best I've seen. Okay, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, he's coming up on the other side of this. So break it back with the great man, Mick Collis. The Run Home with Joel and Fletch. Tomorrow's car is in stock today. Tech driver Hyundai Tucson turbo diesel all-wheel drive. Hour two of The Run Home with Joel and Fletch. All thanks to Hyundai Tucson turbo diesel. Big, big show still to come. True Crime Tuesday with Toby Dow. The Run Home quiz after the Run Home Sports Day with Sats and Badge, where our special guest is Travis Head. Later tonight on SEN All Talk with Hello Sport, Tom and Eddie will be joined by, well, they train the house up when they see this bloke, Brian. They train it down and up. Roger Fabry. Roger Fabry. Roger Fabry. <laughs> Roger Fabry. Sprint King. Of the east, From the Michigan. west, the south. That's exactly yeah. right. Maybe can we get a chat to him with him? Can we have a chat with him, Brooksy, one day? Yeah. We'll get Rod, yeah, we'll, we'll get, get uh, Roger on. No doubt about Who, that. Who's he say he's fastest is? Sabi, doesn't he? He always says that Sabi's Jason got the best, Saab. Te- the best technique. Well, uh, yeah. our next guest, what about this guy? He's an author, writer, rugby commentator, MC, guest speaker, one of the best guest speakers I've happened to see, modern-day poet. His name is Mick Collis. Mick, welcome to the Run Home with Joel and Fletch. Yeah, good day, Joel. Nice to talk to you again. Good day, Fletch. Mate, I've been waxing lyrically about your story about how a young, humble man from uh, modest upbringings alongside Hamish Sutherland, Mark Skiffington, and Sandy Sutherland would go conquer the world. Tell us about that, please, Mick. <laughs> yes, yeah, so well, from my very humble beginnings, sort of grew up in, around, in and around Eastwood uh, in Sydney and always wanted to play for Australia, like, like most kids growing up. And I wasn't really any good at anything, so I, I played rugby league, rugby union, uh, cricket, uh, tried swimming, surf, life saving, ended up trying lawn bowls, 
was no good at any of them. And I went up to Brisbane to watch the Bledisloe Cup and, and Mark Skiffington pulled out a book of Sudoku puzzles, which I'd never seen before. And we had just the right number of beers. And, and I just said to Skiff, I said that if we created our own World Sudoku Championships, that we could actually pick ourselves in the Australian team. So we we're going to hold this a World Championships at our rugby club and have our Tommy mates play for England and the Kiwis for New Zealand. But when we got back home, we discovered there was already a World Sudoku Championship. So I, I sort of sniffed around trying to find out, you know, obviously a bit optimistic, um, thinking that I could actually make this team somehow. But I ended up finding out, to, to cut a very long story short, to be selected for your country to represent at the World Sudoku Championships, you need to be selected and have that selection ratified by your country's member of this thing called the World Puzzle Federation. And as it turned out, Australia didn't have a member of the World Puzzle Federation. So I applied. I became Australia's member of the World Puzzle Federation. So all of a sudden, I'm the sole selector. So I've picked myself and the other three blokes and we've um, yeah, headed off to India to wear the green and gold and represent our country with a distinction. Can you tell us about the team announcement uh, when that said team was named, the inaugural team to go over to India and represent Australia in Sudoku? Yeah, and that was a, that was a special moment. Um, I, I remember my wife was in the Australian women's water polo team for nine years, and I remember after a, an Australian championships, they all lined up and they announced they announced the team, and her surname was Wheelock, so she had to wait. They called it out alphabetically, and she had to wait right to the very end to to know whether her name was called out. And I just thought it, it just it must be an amazing experience to to be standing there waiting to hear your name called out from an Australian team. So that was something that I wanted to replicate. So I'd, I'd, you know, I'd picked the team and I'd written my name down on a piece of paper, but I was 42 years old at this stage and I was so nervous waiting to hear my name called out, <laughs> wondering, have, have I made this team or not? So I stood up in the pub because we had an Australian Championships. Um, four of us turned up, so we knew we were a fair chance of making the, of the four-man team. But I've stood up in the pub and I've opened up the piece of paper and I've announced, I've called out just to the, anyone that was listening at the time, I've just said, you know, the team to represent Australia at the World Sudoku Championships in Goa, India, is, and I'm just thinking, please pick me, please pick me, please pick me. And I, I start reading the names out and I say, Mark Skippington, Hamie Sutherland, Sandy Sutherland, um, you know, I'm thinking about my wife, thinking, okay, there's one, there's one spot left. I've got everything crossed. And then I hear, I hear Mick Collis. And, mate, honestly, one of the greatest moments. I've still got goosebumps when I think about it now. It's yeah. an amazing experience. Being named in your first ever Australian team, honestly, uh, what a thrill. So, Mick, what happens now? Your team get together. Did you have to practice or you, were, you, were you quite good at Sudoku anyway? Or did you have to learn the rules? Like, what, what happened yeah, after I'd, that? I'd, well, I'd never actually, I hadn't actually played a game um, at this stage when I'd, when I'd made the team. Uh, so, so Skipper was the only one who'd actually played a game before. So we made him captain. He got, he, he was named captain. Yeah, and then that. we thought we, you know, you always see. Um, if, I made a couple of junior representative teams in rugby, and I had some mates in the Wallabies. And you see these guys come back from their cricket tours, and they've got so much gear. And we thought one of the great things about representing any t- any sport is is the clothing that you get. And we thought, well, we're in charge, so. We can get as much kit as we want. So we ended up we're getting five different outfits. Had to hold the blazer right through, which was the number ones, right through to the green and gold um, plane kit. So we've got all our kit. We get on the plane. We get about an hour out of Singapore on the way to the World Championships. And I suddenly broken into this cold sweat. And I sit next to Skipper <laughs> and he's, he's noticed it. And he said, mate, what's wrong? And I said to him that I'm on my way to India to represent Australia the World Sudoku Championships. And never forget what he did. He just looked at me. He put his hand on my shoulder and he said, mate, I know, and you should be very, very proud. And I said, I am, but I don't know how to play Sudoku. <laughs> so he's, he sat down with me. We pulled out the in-flight magazine, 
found a couple of Sudoku puzzles. Um, he's, he's shown me how to do it. I stuffed up both of those. So then I'm starting to panic, think I'm going to let Australia down. So he's put out his, his book of puzzles and he's explained to me how to do it. So I did one on the plane and that was, that was a real confidence booster for me because I'd, I'd just set a PB and I knew I was in career best form. So I went into the competition with a lot of confidence. So we got across there and we ended up, there was seven rounds of 45 minutes and each round consisted of 12 puzzles and the puzzles ranged from the simple ones in the paper to ones that were unrecognisable as Sudoku <laughs> and each puzzle was worth a certain number of points. So five of the simple through to 70 for the more difficult and, and you basically had, you had 45 minutes in each round to try and complete as many of those 12 puzzles as you could to score as many points as you could and then at the end of the day they basically add up or well, add up after each round how many <laughs> points you've scored and at the end of the day the highest point scorer gets uh, the world champion. Who was the big? Uh, who was your big opposition at said tournament? Well, the main guy, Thomas Snyder, Thomas Snyder from America. He was the back-to-back world champion, so he was um, he was the rock star of international Sudoku. And then there was another guy in the American team, a guy called Wee Wah Wang, and he'd actually trained himself to hold a pencil in both hands when he does Sudoku. And and he said if he had a third hand, he would find a use for that. And we didn't doubt him for one minute. But um, <laughs> but he could play. He so- could play. So what happens? You all you end up going to Goa, and you're sitting in. in is it? Yep. Are you in some sort of like a classroom, or is it a hall? Yeah, it's the Great Hall at the Holiday Inn in Goa, one oh. of the world's great sporting cathedrals. <laughs> <laughs> so how many how many countries are representative representative here? There was 30, 30, 30 nations were represented, and, wow. and eighty nine individuals. So it made it the world game. You know, they can have this Qatar thing. Sudoku was the world game. This has got like Netflix written all over it. Mm. In, in all honesty, is there a chance of that happening, Mick? Well, <laughs> funny you should ask because there actually a script has been written, and and it's funny. I, know, I actually wrote the script with um with a mate of mine who'd written a movie before. I didn't know how to write a movie, but a mate of mine did. A guy called Damien O'Donnell, and Damien used to be the ball boy for the Roosters in the nineteen seventy four seventy five Grand Finals with Hardy Beaton and Jack Gibson. So I've written the script um, with Damien, and they're at the moment they've just attached a director to it. And they're hoping to start shooting that in around September of next year. Wow! So who has picked that up? Is it Netflix? Uh, no, not that's. It'll be a, it's a um, third man films, a production company in Sydney, have teamed up with Madman from Melbourne. So they want to chuck it in the cinemas uh, first of all, and then see how it goes in the cinemas. So it could all fall over it at the moment. That's um, heading the right direction. So what happened, Mick? After when you were there, how did you actually perform? Were you any good? No, that's what. There's no Cinderella story to this thing at all. So I've got in there. So the first round, I've opened up. I've turned over my puzzle book and opened up the first page, and I've seen something that I've never even seen before. So I've gone to page two, and it was another one I didn't even know what what it was. I've gone to page three, and I found one called the classic, which is like you see in the paper every day. So I've knuckled down. I got stuck into that. So we had we had 45 minutes to try and do 12 puzzles. I finished my classic puzzle in round one in 41 minutes. <laughs> and and, it, and, it, and the day didn't get any better from there. So out of the 84 puzzles on on uh, on offer during the day, of the 84 puzzles, I finished three. <laughs> and, and what about, okay, the tournament's now over. Was there a mad Monday? Did you, did you get around? Did you hang out well, we had, with we, anyone else? We had a... We, we had a team bonding session on the night before our first game, Perfect. and that, that wasn't the smartest of preparations uh, <laughs> looking back at things. But, and it was very funny. So, we, yeah, we had, a, we had Mad Monday, but we were the only team that did. When we first got there, we went to the bar, and there was heaps of people in the bar, 
but they they were just doing puzzles like they weren't they weren't and I, we took a we took a cricket bat and a ball over because we thought we could it's on the beach we thought we could play India and the Pommy teams just in some beach cricket so we've gone down the beach no one else came down to the beach we sat around the pool we've jumped in the pool they've sat around the pool doing puzzles like they honestly just that was all they did was just was puzzles so there was there was no there was no Mad Monday. And people say was the, the World Sudoku Championship Athletes Village, as we like to call it, was it anything like the Olympic Village? And I thought if they had have bought one box of condoms, they would have overawed it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Mick, uh, good on you, mate. Hey, listen, um, who was the best performer, yourself, Brothers Sutherland or Skiffington? Well, out of the 89 individuals yeah. uh, in the world, I was 89th. Mm. Um, Hamish was 88th. Sandy was 87th, and in one of the great captain's knocks, Mark Skivington, 83rd. <laughs> 83rd? Oh, well done, yep. Skiffo. Hey, he took uh, a couple of scalps off the Bangladeshis. <laughs> oh, right, the Bangladeshis. <laughs> uh, Mick, um, where can everyone find you? Because as I've said, I reckon you're the best guest speaker I've seen, and I love how you get dressed in your, your number ones, your blazer and your kit. Uh, where can our audience track you down if they want to use you for a corporate event or so on? Uh, yeah, no, thanks, Joel. I appreciate it. it it's, look, it's a fun, it was a, I fell into a good story. It's a fun one to tell and, um, and it was, it's a fun one to go on. So, look, just yeah, people Google Mick Collis, um, they'll find me. Otherwise, I'm with a bureau called ICMI. Um, but, you know, yeah, happy to, I'm a resident of Australia, so happy to travel around and, um, yeah, have a, have a couple of beers in the yarn about the story with people at the end of it. So it's all, it's all been a lot of good fun. What do you do, Mick, for, for a job day to day? Well, I, I, I do I, I do work for an advertising company, but it's not going very well at the moment. We set it up about 19 years ago, and if it was a dog, you'd shoot it, but it's our dog, so we give it water every day, and we're trying to keep it alive. So I sort of do I do that, and then do a bit of the speaking, a bit of yeah, a bit of rugby commentary. Um, I wrote a, a book last year, and then been working on the movie. So I've sort of got five part-time jobs to try and make up one income, which oh. my wife's not very happy about. She'd rather actually went and got a job, but. Um, yeah, just trying to. Yeah, so I've got to dabble in a couple of things. Are you still into the poetry, Mick? Yeah, and still do it. Yeah, still do a bit of a still do do poetry. I'm actually going up to the Gold Coast on uh, the sixth of November. They've got a, a bit of a tribute to Shane Warne up there, and I did one. I did one when Warney passed away, so I'm going to do that poem up at um, at a function at Northcliffe Surf Club up in January. Yeah, so still do. Yeah, a bit of poetry uh, thrown there as well. Yeah. Have you got anything up your sleeve for the listeners? Yeah, mate, I've got, I've got my warning one. Oh, beautiful. <laughs> Sorry about the question without notice, but I appreciate you doing this. No, that's all right. So do you want me to get stuck into it? Yeah, yes, let's please. go. All right, here we go. I never saw Don Bradman bat or saw Jordan Fraser swim. I never saw John Landy run nor back to far lap to win. I never saw the great John Coleman kick a bag of goals, but I'll tell my grandkids I was blessed because I saw Shane Warne bowl. I'll tell them how the tubby kid with blonde hair stole our hearts. Mesmerising batsmen fuelled by cheeseburgers and darts. From Lords to Chennai Candy to the famous MCG, he was the one that parents would all take their kids to see. I'll tell them about Sri Lanka back in 1992. Three for none off 13 balls showed just what he could do. Then eight against the Windies in December of that year. Warney was the headlights, the batsmen were the deer. I'll tell them about his wrongin' and his slider and his flipper. His zooter and his googly and his leg spinner and dipper. I'll tell them of the fizzing sound the ball made when it spun, the times he brought the greatest batsman in the world undone. And of course, I'll sit and tell them about his battles for the ashes, the roles he played in some of cricket's greatest ever clashes. From the Gatting ball, the first he ever bowled on English soil, to the hat trick and the famous spells reward for graft and toil. 
And I'll tell them about the man himself, a man I never met, but one my generation will find so hard to forget. A showman, a magician, and a wizard with the ball, a man who many claim to be the greatest of them all. A bowler who endeared himself to every type of fan, with the strength of mind and self-belief to execute a plan. Batsmen were the enemy, he'd flood their minds with doubt, till the rattle of the stumps would let them know that they were out. He was flamboyant and cavalier, the pitch was Shane Warne's stage, the undisputed king ruling cricket's golden age. A hero to the members and to the mob in Bay 13, to the rock stars, politicians, and to all types in between. He no doubt had his flaws, that was part of his appeal. Sections of his life were like a human highlights reel. But he had a gift, and we would sit there breathless and enthralled from the very moment that the captain tossed Shane Warne the ball. We'd sit and watch in wonder at its movement through the air. Dipping, drifting, floating, batsmen didn't have a prayer. We'd watch it land and bite the ground, then roar back towards the stumps. Even thinking about it now still gives me goosebumps. The next ball we'd be watching with that same anticipation. We'd stare in disbelief at the speed of its rotation. The batsman thinking, calculating what each ball might do. To be honest, I think sometimes not even warning you. I'll tell them he played cricket like it was a pantomime. And I'll tell them, sadly, how he went before his time. And I'll tell them he left memories that will never go away. And I'll tell them I'm forever grateful that I saw him play. So that's warning. That is well, outstanding, Mick. Well done. There's a standing up. That is bloody outstanding. Mick Collis, you're a genius. We appreciate your time, mate. We've taken up a fair slab of it. But uh, the board's lit up. You're so, so talented. We appreciate it. Mick Collis is the man. We'll catch you soon, legend. Look forward to it, Joel. Thanks, mate. Cheers, folks. Uh, Thanks, Mick. Uh, what Tell a mate. legend. What an absolute legend. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. The run home with Joel and Fletch. Tomorrow's car is in stock today. Tech driver Hyundai Tucson turbo diesel all-wheel drive. It's the run home with Joel and Fletch on SEM. Yes, it certainly is. Uh, one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. If you missed the chat with Mick Collis, we'll have that on the podcast. We've got uh, Toby Dow coming up to talk all things True Crime Tuesday as well. But you make the show oh four five seven seven three six seven three six. The call line thanks to Lawn Hub one three hundred oh one eleven seventy seven seven three. Just text in. Not a good time to text, is it? No. It's Sorry, not. lads. What was the tip again? Just yeah. one. Uh, but well done, uh, Chrissy C S seven. So race six, number 31. Got a text here about Roger uh, Fabry because we, we were discussing that he's on the Hello Sports podcast. Guys, please get Roger on – please get on SEM. Mm. I can vouch for how he can change people's lives. Oh. My wife had a weak pelvic floor and we had numerous <laughs> embarrassing moments of leakage, urinal leakage. Mm. Roger taught my nephew's pelvis core exercises – now she can laugh. Niece, sorry. That should probably say niece. I should say niece. Now she can laugh, drink, run, cough without urinal leakage. Thanks, Roger. Yours in radio. Denny Stevenson. So, I mean, he's done it not only for speed. He can also do the core work. So, so Steve-O's all over it. Steve-O's just frothing. Good on you, Steve-O. Steve-O, you're a little bit of a weirdo, my friend. You're a bit of a weirdo, Steve-O. Uh, hey, boys, cookie, cookie from Newdown here. Lasagna topper alert. They sell them at the BP on the Princess Highway in St. Peter's, top left of the heated section. Rare as hen's teeth, but the sign is there. I've been trying my best, but no luck yet. Better be good, Fletch. Well, they must be good if you can't get them, because as soon as they hit the, the Bay Marie, they're gone. Correct. Hey, gents, Mark is definitely an A-grader, just as annoying as Pedro and Adrian. 
Mickey from Mascot. We don't get much Adrian, do we, on this show? No. no. Minimal Adrian. Adrian uh, might. Bounce. One of the callers on. No, whatever happened to our man, Adrian? German engineering. Oh, yeah. Remember that, Adrian? Where's he gone? Uh, he's, uh, he works at a hotel. Does he? Whereabouts? Yeah, uh, I think in the city somewhere. Oh, Parramatta, actually. Does he? Yeah. German engineering. <laughs> he was good. Continental Tires, wasn't it? That's it. Continental. That's Kept it. a clean office, too. Did yeah, he? Yes. I made. Yeah. Very clean. We miss him. Correct. Um, we certainly do. Uh, well done. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy cs 70 is the way to do that. Uh, <laughs> uh, plenty more still to come. Show your support from McCappy Day by purchasing a pair of silly socks from Maccas for only $5. Money raised will go towards Ronald McDonald House Charities as they continue to help seriously ill or injured children and their families. Now, Brian, just on this, uh, this chat around Jackson Hastings mm. and... Uh, David Clement. Now, there was a text, text going around, and I don't know that this is true, and I hope it's not, uh, because you don't want the children running the household, so to speak, right? But the text was going around that the reason this has happened, and as I said, it could be rumour and scuttlebutt, and I'll choose to think that it is rumour and scuttlebutt, is that the reason um, that Mitch Moses is in the mix, apparently, and the condition would be that Brooks must be there for him to go there. Now, as I said, I, I don't... That's believable. Do you think it's believable? Of course it is. They're very tight. They're going to uh we're all going to Vegas for Teddy's Bucks. Really? But you're not dictated by oh, yeah. players, are you? They would be. If Mitch Moses wants it. No, I wouldn't be. Um I thought it was the the other rumour was that Johnny Bateman has had his issues with Jacko at Wigan. That's right. He said if I'm come if I'm gonna play for the Tigers, I don't want Jacko there. Whether so who who wins the war? Like, not the war, who wins the trade? I would say I would say the Tigers. With Clem. The Tigers with Clem. Yep. Well, they finally the Tigers are getting someone and they're not they're not having to pay their wage. So they get Clem cheap. Yep. Half of it's getting paid by By the Knights. By the Knights. So they might have got him for two fifty. Yep. David Clem at two hundred and fifty is a good deal. I I would agree with that. His numbers last year were pretty much close to the numbers he was churning out when he was playing for Australia. So it just, is, but my only issue with Clem yep. is he's just got to get down the ground and get a quick play of the ball. Because he gets the yards and he's got an offload in him, but I think he fights too much in the in the play of the just ball. Just play it. Just get down quick. I think the game is now, as we know, it's all about the ruck. Clem's a terrific player, terrific bloke to have around the club. Um, he's an Australian representative. So if you can get a, a, an Australian player and a New South Wales origin Rep for two hundred two hundred fifty thousand. Of course, that's a win for the Tigers. But on the back of this chat, so now people are saying Hastings and Ponga will be the heart. Well, why why is Ponga all of a sudden being noted as a number six again? Because that's oh, that's why they want him. Because they want to. They, they've obviously identified that they need to get him involved in the game more. And maybe he's come out and said, "I want to be play six. Because there's talk now. Lockie Miller is uh, on their radar of the Knights because they were frothing for. Ruben Garrick, they missed out on him. Okay, well that that makes a bit more sense. Okay, if that was to happen, but but currently with the players they have, he's for me clearly the fullback. That that's a bigger yeah. priority. I'd rather have a gun gun fullback and a modest five eight than the other way around. Well, yeah, it hasn't worked for them though. But we've seen grand they've finals. Had mo- they've had a modest a modest six. Now they've got Tyson Gamble. They've got Clune. Looks like they've got Jacko Hastings. They've got Phoenix, Crossland. I think it seems to me that they got to get Kalen the ball more often. And I know you're going to say, well, he can do that from fullback because he does it anyway. Mm. But it hasn't worked when he's been fullback. 
Yeah, I don't know. I don't know whether Jacko Hastings is a seven. I think he's a ball-playing lock. See, I don't, I don't think Luke Brooks is a seven. I, I think Luke Brooks could be potentially a very good number six. Anyway, Gibbo's got something for us. Is there a concern, though, <clears throat> around Jackson Hastings? He had time at the Roosters, had time at Manly, was yeah. at Wigan. Now he's gone from the Tigers. Yes, it is. Is there a concern that he's, he's had a few clubs and it hasn't worked out? I mean, he seems like a nice enough bloke, but if it keeps happening, what's to stop it? Well, I haven't heard anything out of the Tigers camp saying he upset anyone. No one's... Have you, have you been hearing any of those whispers? No, I haven't. I haven't. And I think he acknowledged that when he was younger. He said, I, I got a little bit of a, ahead of my time thinking I was better than I was. But if this is to be true about Bateman and Wigan... Yeah, well, that was gone. That was What I'm saying is that was in the past. <laughs> yeah, but that was only two years ago, Flash. Yeah, so he's matured. Oh, no, but in any vocation, yeah. boys, it, it is not a good look when it's just no. a busy resume and people mm. are bouncing around. It's not a good look. Do you think the concern for, the concern for me is? Do you think Gamble and Hastings are very similar players? Like when I watch them play, I think they're very similar. Like the look, the way they play, the aggressiveness. I I, I just think they're one and the same. Like it'd be weird having them as the halves. Like you, well, one's going to play lock maybe because no Barnett's gone, isn't he? Barnett's yep. gone the Warriors. Well, he's a loss, eh? Yeah, he was a good player. He was good when, when he got suspended. That's when it sort of. If they get Lockie early. Miller, are you happy with that? Yeah, moving, yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you are you happy moving Carlin to six? I am. No, I am with that for sure, yeah. absolutely. But in the absence of Lockie Miller, I'm he has to play fullback, Carlin, for what they've got. Well, no, there, Tex Hoy either. That's Tex right. Is gone. To be fair, like Dom Young has been one of the surprise packets of the World Cup. Mm. He probably gets better next year. Hopefully, Bradman Best, who came out of the gates in his first couple of years, if he can get. Injury free, that they'll have a decent back line, and maybe the pressure will be taken off a little bit by from Ponga if Gagai and Bradman Best have a great year. Yeah, yeah. But Mark writes this, which is which is a valid uh, discussion point anyway. He said, "What about Sheens and Hastings' relationship when Sheens was in England? We we don't know that, do we? So no. that uh, may play a part as well. But anyway, who knows? One three hundred oh one eleven seventy. April's been waiting patiently for the news. This is the run home with Joel and Fletch. I'll break him back with more. Thank you very much, April. Lawn Hub call line one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. The run home with Joel and Fletch. Uh, getting into a bit of news, we spoke about the imminent trade between the Knights and the West Tigers. David Clemmer for Jackson Hastings. Thoughts, Knights fan, are you winning? And uh, see, I said fan, Brian. Yeah, listener, listener, yeah. right? And Tiger fan. Uh, what say you? Other big news happening: World Cup investigating alleged Manchester brawl. Involving the inflictor, Ooh, geez, yeah. Victor Radley. I like the uh, the knock and run too. <laughs> I didn't mind that, Bizzo. You know, on the knock and run, right? <laughs> I mean, we're still got we're ages away from playing the game, mate. There was three West Tigers players the night of the Green Sorry, Final. Which, which which club? Two th- West Tigers. Sorry, West Tigers. Thank you very much. In two thousand and five, who didn't get home from a twenty first till the wee hours. They weren't drinking or anything, but. Mm. They get home late with McDonald's, 100 bucks worth of McDonald's in their hand, and they get home about 2 in the morning. Bit of knock and run. Rats ass. It was after the game. It wasn't before the game. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Who cares? We had a semi-final in 2000, and we were up the cross till 2 a.m., and I was kicking pizzas, <laughs> which became a metaphor for when you get Albert Fullerby. <laughs> so we, <laughs> we were at Sugar Reef, and Bez had got the a pizza and was just booting it across Dullinger's Road. And Rico just said, now it became like a metaphor. Yeah, yeah. How, how pissed were you? We kicking pizzas. <laughs> and then we went, ended up winning. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Sometimes. 2002. Uh, 2000. Oh, 2000. Yeah. Yeah. 
2000. It was the first semi. Oh, right. Before that semi. Uh, Didn't kick really and count. You know, we're only kicking pizzas. <laughs> Meesop Me, Me, and Gibbo were kicking pizzas here the other month. <laughs> Pat Cummins to brush IPL to concentrate on Australia. He's gone onto Twitter. He said, I've made the difficult decision to miss next year's IPL. The international schedule is packed with tests and ODIs for the next 12 months, so we'll take some rest ahead of an Ashes series and World Cup. I think Paddy Cummins has copped a little bit with his, um, well, people say don't bring politics into sport. I think he's copped a little bit for that, and I think putting your country ahead of any IPL interest, it might be a nice little statement. Yeah, I think his management have said drop off. Plus, do you think he might not have got the three mil? What are you laughing at, Brooks? You, you plus. Plus. Well, I'm just trying to. Love it. No, no. I mean, the listener loves that sort of stuff. Yeah. (laughs) The listener. Uh, I'm talking to you, too. The listener can hear Pat Cummins tomorrow. Cheryl and Pat. He's coming on the show tomorrow. He's at home. Yep. Yep. Can we talk about the war? The Alinta war? Open sliver. Let's let's do it. I would say to him, I say, look, mate, who is, when you get your gas bill and your electricity bill, who's it with? Yeah. Is it with Red Energy? Supporting Danny Badiris, <laughs> AGL. Yeah. No, not not them. Yeah. Ooh, don't, don't talk about them. <laughs> Cannon Brooks will come. <laughs> <laughs> and what? So AFL umpire arrested in Brownlow betting scandal. Victoria Police said a person with knowledge of the voting tally of some matches gave that information to others. Police said four men who were arrested have since been released. The AFL and Sport Integrity Australia are helping with the investigation. Australia and New Zealand, they head into the Women's World Rugby League World Cup final. Gillaroo's 82 defeated Papua New Guinea 0. New Zealand 20 defeated England 6. I think England might have been leading 6-0. And New Zealand win that 20 points to 6. The doubleheader early Sunday morning, Gillaroo's versus New Zealand and Kangaroo's versus Samoa. And I do actually like what Vossi was tweeting about, to have the wheelchair World Cup final there. I know the logistics might be a little bit difficult, but to have them be able to play at Old Trafford. How, where? Well, if you were able to have some kind of boarding, I don't quite know. Oh, but on on the actual field? Yeah. Right, okay. Yeah, as I said, logistics may be How hard. How good's that been? Oh, it's w- been awesome. The wheelchair footy awesome. has been outstanding. Very, very So good. can I just ask you this? You know how they've got – it's like tag, right, off yep. the arms. Yep. Is the ones on their legs just – um, like spares to get them if they if it comes off, is that how it works? Because they've got like heaps of them on a bit of Velcro on their yeah. like on their thigh. Yeah, area. that's right. I believe that's the case. So if it falls off, they can that one can stay on the court. Yep. Can someone text through on so the mate, tagging? Number? Tagging is a a um a bit of an art form. So you've you got to get in front of them anyway. Have you ever played much Oz tag? No, well, I have not played much either. But when I have played on the occasion, many it's very hard to get the tags. So my son, one of my sons. His friend said, oh, can you come and play Oz Tag with us? And Will said, oh, yeah, okay. So he went and played, and he's uh, broken his finger yesterday, going for a tag and jammed it into someone's head. So there is a technique. But the the wheelchair footy, they're getting in front of each other because they're whacking each other. Yeah. So good to watch. They're cracking each other. Some might say, Brian, they're cracking each other. So, um, Oh, I know where you're going there. You know where I'm going there? Yeah, just hit, hit it, go. You like it? Okay, we're going to get stuck into this. FIFA World Cup update thanks to Kraken. Get started in crypto, kraken.com, or download the app. What's landed on your desk, Brian? <laughs> you mean this one? Yes. Yeah, this is heavy. So the World Cup, it starts next week, doesn't it? So <clears throat> if you're single and you're a football fan and you're going to Qatar – and you're thinking about having sex, I would I would seriously reconsider because you risk seven years in prison. Prison. <laughs> prison. So the Daily Star has reported 
that fans with different surnames are being prevented from booking and sharing the same room. Sex is very much off the menu unless you are coming as a husband and wife team. There definitely will be no one-night stands at this tournament. Police have warned fans. How do they know? Another source added there will be no partying at all. This happens in Mexico, believe me. Everyone needs to keep their heads about them unless they want to risk being stuck in prison. There's essentially a sex ban in place at this year's World Cup. Also at uh, Glenar Avenue, Bondi. For the first time ever, <laughs> fans need to be prepared with very strict and scary consequences if you are caught. There is a feeling this could be a very bad tournament indeed for fans. So I don't know, Gibbo. How, how do we get around this? Do you just get bodgy IDs? I, I don't know how you get around this. Just, you know. Well, didn't we marriage, have... Bodgy marriage certificates. Bodgy marriage, yeah. Well, Fletch, I'm already subscribing to No Nut November, so going over to Qatar would be quite easy for yeah, us. Yeah, okay. We're still on that train of thought. There's a bit of December in there. Give oh, up. so yeah. dirty December, look out. Mm. Mm. Round of 16. Yeah. So you can drink, you just can't drink in public view. They've got allocated uh, hotels where you can drink at. Yeah, other, there's other crimes, including displays of public affection and wearing ex- excessively revealing clothing. Jimmy Smith cannot go to Qatar. <laughs> if he wears that rank singlet, that hot tuna singlet that he gets around hot here with, that, he wears singlet tucked into his jeans yeah. with those RM Williams on. His socks too. I don't think they're RM Williams, by the way. So that's a go. You were talking, are you talking about Cancun, Mexico? Yeah. Yeah, I so back in the day. Know. Yeah, like way before. Way, way, way before anyone here was married. Yeah. But and in the case of like... If somebody had found a romance, hypothetically, in Cancun, mm. and they were to go back to said um, venue, what would happen, Brian? Uh, security would say, no, no. adios, muchachos. Or they'd say... Sling central. That's right. Sling central. <laughs> no, no. I think we tried to sling. They said negative. I've got a great Cancun score. Not for air. No. Not for air. This is for our... Podcast? A lot of BS. No, I can't even do that. Senior frogs. Senior frog. Oh, <laughs> oh my Rico... I can t- say this. So Rico put all toilet paper around this dude yeah. and then lit it, oh, right? And I, mate, and Rico thought it was the funniest thing he's ever seen. And I had to basically save this bloke. I tackled him into this <laughs> like a little um, baby pool inside this nightclub. Mate, and Rico was a- loving it. Senior Frogs? It's senior Frogs. It was yeah. like a baby pool there. Yeah. You know how he says I can say this story? I'm going to rick over your rap he told that story. No, no, no. He didn't know it was going to light so much. A linter. Oh, yes. Uh, FIFA World Cup update all thanks to Kraken. Trade crypto with one of the world's most secure exchanges. Get in the game. Kraken.com. Tomorrow's car is in stock today. Tech driver Hyundai Tucson turbo diesel all-wheel drive. It's the run home with Joel and Fletch on SEM. Plenty of text coming through, Brian. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy to have your say. And the call line, one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. Text oh four five seven seven three six seven three six. We're gonna do this. Let's get stuck into a bit of this. A bit of romance is a bit happening on the front of Giselle and Tom. So let's get into yeah. this, Gibbo. Time to get it on. It's Fletcher's Love Lounge. Thanks to Splash's Spa World. Create your backyard garden oasis with a spa or hot tub from Splash's Spa World. So we were discussing this last week. So this is very, very topical. Giselle Bunchen, mm. supermodel. What do you call those little... What are they called? The dots. Umplau. 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 
So I'm going to put some warm plows over my E. <laughs> or my O in tripod. <laughs> so Giselle may have a new man in her life. And we were discussing this. I said Jamie Jury. She won't end up with Jamie Jury. Yeah. You, who did you say? You said, uh, Kosh, you said Koshy, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, I did say Koshy. But Giselle, uh, no, because she's been seen stepping out with jiu-jitsu instructor Wacom Valente. Ooh. So the duo grabbed a bite to eat at Koji in Provincia de Putanaris with the 42-year-old model's two children, Ben and Vivian, and Valente's pal. Valente's pal. So maybe this isn't a date. Maybe they can they friends. can sort of jump to conclusions with these things, can't they? Yeah. Well, Valente, for his part, was all smiles in a grey shirt and shorts. Brazilian gossip site Pure People reported Wednesday that the pair are dating. While it is unclear the pair's possible romance began, Butchin and Valente did do a shoot for Dust magazine with his brothers Pedro and Guiu. Yeah, I'm not. I don't think this is love. I'm trying to. I don't think it's a date. Has he been posting? About Giselle, is there anything sort of public like that? Have they stopped well, following each other on Instagram? I wonder whether Tom... Tom and Giselle. I think well, it was amicable, wasn't it? Budchen has told her followers, I believe the more tools we have in our toolbox, the better. I feel stronger, more confident and empowered since I started practicing self-defense. Oh, so she was getting taught by a Wacom. Wacom. So has Tom Brady been s- spotted anywhere? No, well, he's in Germany, or he was in Germany this weekend for yeah. an NFL match against the Seahawks. So Brady's camp reacts to the date. Those close to Brady are now well, questioning say. why Bunchen's trip to Costa Rica with their kids includes Valente, according to TMZ. But TMZ didn't really dot their I's and cross their T earlier in the year, did they? No, not with uh, Jerry Lee Lewis. That's exactly. A source connected to Bunchen told the outlet that she is not dating Valenti yeah. and that his brother accompanied them on the trip to Costa Rica where she vacationed with Brady in the off-season. However, Brady's source told TMZ that the quarterback's camp is not buying it and questioned why this Miami guy is in Costa Rica with her. The source added, it always seemed weird. She just one day abruptly ended the marriage. No, no, no. There's not, nothing going on there. Nothing at all. Play on. So Nick, Six to go. So no mix. You don't Marital think Wacom's art's in... going on there? Oh, look, look, Wacom is a red-hotted, blooded Latino man. Mm. And Giselle, she's quite attractive. So I would imagine that they're pretty keen. He'd be keen, but no. Nah, she's got bigger fish to fry. Wacom Valenti, 10,000 followers on Instagram. Ta-da. But he's um, private, his account, uh, the account is private. Oh, he's on a he's on a public kill. Mm. What about Giselle? <laughs> public kill. Oh, let's go to Giselle. What's Giselle got millions. Sure, oh, yeah, she's got millions. Who, where do you think Tom? Who do you think Tom's gonna uh, move on with? Or do you think he's just gonna play the field? Maybe initially. Nah, not as a, mate, he's but not, he's not a kid. I reckon he should be saying if Jennifer Aniston is available. Really? Yeah, I think they would get uh, along he'll, very he'll go well. Go younger, I think. Yeah. Younger. Having a look at his who he follows on Instagram, he's got 518 people he follows. So oh, great work, Gibbo. Sports star. I reckon sports star. So he follows Coco Gauff. I'm not sure what her sort of tennis? status is. She's tennis. tennis young. Yeah. yeah, no, no, she's very young. Uh, yeah, I reckon sports star, boys. That's where I'm putting my money. Any skiers? Oh, I've got one. What about? No, Aaron. Is it Aaron? Tigers, Tigers X. Oh, Elon. Elon. 
Sorry, we're going to have to go for a break. Back with more after this. Tomorrow's car is in stock today. Tech driver Hyundai Tucson turbo diesel all-wheel drive. It's the run home with Joel and Fletch on SEN. Uh, sugar is a delay grade for saying Z instead of Z. Z ain't dead, honey. Z ain't dead. Briggsy from Carrong. Z. Do you Carajong. say Z? Um, I don't know what Z. to say. Oh, no, because it says TMZ. TMZ. Yeah, it's uh, not TMZ. No. Because it's a Sepo thing. Yeah, Z is dead. Uh, Danny's frothing. He wants more Sudoku, less TMZ drama. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll tell you, speaking about drama, we've got some drama coming up after this. True Crime Tuesday, Toby Dow. He's going to be updating us on the... Jean Benet. Jean Benet. So that's all coming up after this. Don't forget to have your say, one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. If you want to slide in with the Herman SESE, our email is what? Joel and Fletch at sen.com.au. Rightio, Toby Dow. He's coming up after this. Looking forward to this on True Crime Tuesday, the run home with Joel and Fletch. The run home with Joel and Fletch. Tomorrow's car is in stock today. Tech driver Hyundai Tucson turbo diesel all-wheel drive. Hour three on the run home with Joel and Fletch. It is True Crime Tuesday, so we're about to catch up with uh, Toby Dow. We welcome those joining us for the first time this afternoon through our SEN track stations. It's been a bumper-bumper show. If you missed the catch-up, Mick Collis, very, very good. An ode to Shane Warne. He had a a poem written to Shane Warne. It was terrific. Uh, Many people... Uh, texting in about that. Those people joining us through our SEN track stations, we do say hello to you. Uh, however you're tuning in, you might be listening uh, belatedly via the podcast, but those joining us through Atherton, Darling Downs, Ingham, Kingaroy and Nanango, those in New South Wales, Griffith, Central Coast and the Illawarra and the nation's capital, 13.23am in Canberra, we say hello to you. Now, Brian, in the past, our man Toby Dow yes. has enlightened us on a couple of True Crime Tuesday topics. Uh, yes. We had... Who did we have? JFK. JFK. No, we, sorry. Uh, no. Sorry. The sorry. NFL player. Um, OJ Simpson. OJ Simpson. Uh, then we talked about Jeffrey Dahmer. That's right. And today yes. we're going to talk about, well, it's an investigation that it's, I suppose, it's how old is it? 1998? Six, I think it was. Yeah. So they've reopened the- 1990. 1990? Yeah. Jeez, I was a bit off. <laughs> yeah. So this is why we've got a true crime expert. <laughs> yes. Toby Dow, welcome to the show. Gentlemen, how are we? Yeah, we're going good. Now, Toby, before we get into this, how did you... Uh, 1996, Fletch, sorry. Oh, 1996, there you go. Uh, just wondering, you were at the Christian Brothers Bondi reunion on Saturday. Uh, yes. Fun was had by all. It was. Joel, your mate was holding court like a true A-grader. Uh, my mate, D- Danny Ellie... Um... Yeah, Di Francesco. <laughs> yeah, Di Francesco. The guy sitting straight across from you. Mate, I'll tell you what, <laughs> I didn't realise we had so many Italians at our school. Really? Yes. Yeah, Greeks and Italians. A lot of yeah. Italians. So a lot of uh, Bondi in the early 80s, uh, a lot of Greeks, a yes. lot of Italians, because it's a Catholic school, mm. of course. A lot of fruit shops. Lot, yeah, there was, yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Definitely. It, yeah, it was. But it was, a, it was a great day. Toby was there just singing pieces flowing like a river. It was awesome. <laughs> <clears throat> anyway, Anthony, da- Toby yeah. Dow, let's get into John Benet Ramsey. What can you tell us? Yeah, John Benet Ramsey, well, it's close to my heart, Brian, because I use this murder in my book. And, mate, when I stumbled across it, this is a very dark crime. This is, uh, I think when, if they ever solve this crime, I think we'll find the Boulder, Colorado had a dark, deep secret. But I'll get into that in a minute. So for those who don't know the crime, on December 26th, so Boxing Day 1996, 
John Monet's mother, Patsy, walked downstairs, and at the bottom of the stairs, she found a two-and-a-half-page ransom note. Now, we'll get back to the ransom note because it's a major piece of evidence in this case which sort of brings the family into it, and I'll, I'll go into detail with that a bit more in a moment. Um, they alerted the police. That was about 10 to 6 in the morning on Boxing Day. The police turned up. They did a cursory uh, look around the house but found no evidence of a break-in. The... They ended up at about one o'clock. Well, before that, actually, the Ramseys, which was weird, rang all their friends and family, and everyone turned up to the house. So straight away, if it's a crime scene, it's being contaminated. And I, I think this may have been a ploy, which I'll get to, sorry, a bit later. I'm jumping the gun here. But what happened was the police turned up. John and his friend at about 1 p.m., so this is a long time later, uh, went down to the basement. They searched the whole house, which you would have thought would have been searched already. And they found John Bonet downstairs. Now, she'd been murdered. Uh, she had a garrote around her throat, which is uh, a bit of tweed uh, rope. With uh, It was a broken paint stick at the back of the throat. And if you obviously tie the paint stick around, the, great, the garrote pulls tighter. And that's how she died for asphyxiation. She'd been sexually uh, molested or assaulted, duct tape over her mouth and hands and feet, etc. And she was wrapped up in a white blanket. They brought her upstairs and laid her out in full view of everyone, uh, which is weird that they would bring her up, uh, especially with the gentleman. He had a gentleman with him called Fleet White, who was a friend of theirs. Hang on, uh, hang on. Who's Fleet? Him. Who's Fleet? Because I've heard that name before. Is that the dad's mate? Yes, correct. That is correct. That's the dad's mate. So they found the body, the two of them, and they brought uh, the body upstairs. And then, of course, the investigation takes place. Now, straight away, blame was pointed at the parents. Um, now, when, when you look at the evidence here, so let's have a look at the, the ransom note, which is the major piece of evidence here, I think, when you look at it. there's On the ransom note, was actually written inside the house because they found the pad which had the indent on the, on the pad. So it was a two-and-a-half-page ransom note, which is really weird. Uh, one of the guys from the FBI said he's never ever seen a two-and-a-half-page ransom note before uh, in 60 years because people normally don't write that big a note. And the evidence within the note said that they demanded $118,000. Now, that amount is the exact same amount that John Ramsey had been given as his Christmas bonus. Mm. Now, John Ramsey was a very wealthy man. He had his own jet. He had a multi-million dollar defense, a billion dollar defense contract back then, actually. Uh, he worked, he had a company, I think it was called Acor uh, Graphics, and they had a, a uh, contract with Lockheed Martin, who also had the, they were in business with, with the defense contract. Oh, so there's a lot of the bushes. heavy players here. Yeah, so there's a lot of heavy players here. And it's, Boulder, Colorado is a very wealthy area. I think there's a lot of uh, people within society there that are you know well looked after, you could say. So and when they started looking at this case, I think there's only two main reasons that this could have happened. So at first there was, well, we'll go through more, more of them, but, uh, one it was either one of the three Ramseys, either John Patchy or Burke, the son. Now, Patchy and Burke were the ones who were mainly criticised for the murder of this, um, from wetting the bed to her eating pineapple. There was all these different excuses that people used. But, you know, that's a pretty weak excuse to kill a child, especially in that fashion. And then you've got the intruder theory that someone broke into the house, sat down and wrote a two-and-a-half-page, basically, document essay uh, that they were looking at them. They needed to go to the bank, get them out in $100 and $20 bills. They didn't like John. They would kill the daughter if he tried anything. A very elaborate type of um, 
ransom note, which is it's just weird. It didn't make sense. And there's only two other people in the world at the time that knew how much money he'd been given for a bonus. Now, once you exclude those people, then the ransom note becomes quite obviously obvious that it was probably written by someone within the family or someone in the know, I would say. Now, the grand jury, they had a grand jury sit down with this for 13 months and go over all the evidence. Now, 13 months on a grand jury is well, it's a very long time, actually, to go through everything. And when it finished, the grand jury, the DA at the time, Alex Hunter, who refused to go down any type of, I suppose you could say, dark side of Boulder. He refused to open up any... He just, he just sealed the... Uh, sealed the documents and not let anyone read the documents. And that sort of brought, I suppose, a lot of um, controversy to the case itself and how it was being handled. Now, the, the funny thing is with this uh, grand jury, there was a couple of people that have already spoken to me before with other cases who testified in this. So Barry Sheck, who we talked about with the OJ, and also Adnan Syed, is with the Innocent Program. He he actually testified at the grand jury, as, as, as well did Henry Lee, who was Henry Lee was actually the main witness for the prosecution in the O.J. Simpson case till he told him that O.J. didn't do it because it was two different sized knife wounds. So they flicked him and he ended up being a defence witness. So Henry Lee's a forensic uh, criminologist who you send to, uh, to scenes and he tells you exactly what happened from blood splatter to knife, like everything, how, how he is. That, that's his job. He's probably the world's foremost criminologist in that aspect. They all testified at this grand jury. Now, at the end of the grand jury... Uh, years later, a publication took the DA to court and won four paragraphs of the sealed documents to come out. And it was given that the grand jury believed that both Patsy and John Ramsey should be taken, uh, should be indicted. And the indictment says on two counts, each of child abuse, who, and it says the parents did unlawful, knowingly, recklessly, and feloniously permit a child to be unreasonably placed in a situation that, pro, that posed a threat of injury to the child's life or health, which resulted in the death of John Bonet. So what they're saying is, so I started looking into this case more and listening to a lot of podcasts through people like Stephen Singular, who's fantastic on it. And these are uh, investigative journalists who look into all these cases and they go and do their own research and they talk to you know, people in jails and all behind the scenes in areas. And they said, they all come up with the same thing, that there's a, what I was alluding to earlier, there's a very dark side of Boulder. Because you've got to remember, she was a beauty pageant queen. And there's a big beauty pageant type uh, culture within that, within that community. Now, with that comes, obviously, predatory type people. And in this case especially, they, they were alerted a lot of times. They alerted the DA a lot of times. They were hearing that the night of the murder, that John Bonet actually wasn't at home, that she'd gone to see a secret Santa. And she, she told a lot of people that. And, and witnesses had come forward. But the Ramseys just denied it all the time. And so they believe, so it's not just uh, Stephen Singer, but a lot of other investigative journalists I've listened to, they believe that she was actually murdered elsewhere and transported back home. Now, when she was brought back home, they then corroborated their stories because Patsy and uh, John also went down to the police station and gave uh, witness statements, which sort of exonerated them to a degree. So my feeling is that there was an underlying... Uh, I suppose you say community here, really dark sea underlying community within the Boulder, uh, within the rich, wealthy people of Boulder that may have been a very, um, I suppose you say, predatory type, you know, situation. And I believe, you know, that's how she may have died. Well, obviously, we'll find. I'm hoping that with this investigation, because everywhere they turned back then, everything 
along those lines, they just got neglected. They didn't want to know anything about it. And they just kept going down the line that there was a, a person that intruded the house. But when you, you know, when you read the evidence on it, like, you know, the two and a half page, someone sat down at a table in, a, in the house where they said they kidnapped a girl who they didn't kidnap. They left her downstairs. They can tell that she was uh, sexual molested. There was DNA found in her underwear, but she'd also been cleaned up. So there was no uh, semen found. It's a really dirty, dark case, this one. So, and Tobes, I, you know, I Tobes can I ask yeah. you this? I've got a question. Where were the parents? Did the girl go missing before? So did John Bonet go missing before this? Because I'm just wondering why the ransom note no, was no, no. inside the house. Or yeah, did the parents? So, did the parents okay, so, like? Did they show the police they yes. got this ransom note? Yes. So, well, no. So she got. She woke up in the morning. Patsy woke up in the morning. Walked down the stairs. The first thing she found was the ransom note, which explained that they'd taken the daughter. Right. So before they found the body, but what a lot of people are alluding to is that. They probably wrote the note with someone uh, because no one knew about the money. No one knew. Uh, you know, the the ransom note said they had the body. They didn't have the body. The body was downstairs in the basement. Now, going back to that Fleet White, there's a few people of interest, like the photographer who they reckon lost it after. So he was the photographer of all the young girls, and they said he was really weird. And he left his wife and his daughter and ran out of a one-bedroom apartment within Boulder, Colorado. And you know, th- th- that, that's what I'm saying. That type of industry, that, that beauty padding, pageant industry with these young girls, it, it will attract a certain type of person without, without fail. And in this case, when you read into the depths of some of the uh, stories that are told here without having to, um, you know, a lot of it's obviously not on record because it was in the grand jury, which we heard, which is why they, they were supposed to be indicted on those charges, which alludes to the fact that they knew what happened or they know what happened and they knew who did it and they put her in that position. So that's what they were saying. The night before, there was a chance that she was actually murdered somewhere the night before. Mm. Um, the parents knew about this or knew who did it and they took her back and then obviously the ransom note was in. You don't go and write a two and a half page ransom note on a piece of paper in the person's house that you're kidnapping the child from. What if you couldn't find a pad? Yeah. Anyone in there? Like it's, it's, it just doesn't make sense. Mm. It's what about the son? What about the, the brother? Yeah, the, how old was he, the brother? That Because the, there, there is... Burke, I think, I think... Yeah, I think Burke was only 10 at the time. So he's... He, um, he got a lot of blame. Yeah, he, there was a lot of... He, there was the... John sort of got exonerated straight away from the public perception, but Patsy and Burke were the two that were really looked at. But the, the meanings for them were both really weak. So a lot of people thought Patsy had written the uh, the ransom note because it, it was similar to her writing, but the writing sort of doesn't really relate to anyone if you have a look at the ransom note. Burke it was because they found pineapple in her stomach and... That, that night, the Ramses didn't know she'd eaten pineapple, but Burke was eating pineapple at, at the kitchen table. And the, the argument was that he got upset that she took pineapple from him. Now, to kill your sister over a piece of pineapple, it's, it's a hard stretch to believe that would happen. And you know, then you got Patsy. They said that you know she went to bed. Patsy hated her for wetting the bed. She lost it. Again, it's, a, it's another hard stretch. Um, it's it just, I don't know. When, when you read the grand jury's indictment and they say that, they've heard all the evidence. Uh, they've heard people come forward. Obviously, it's a closed court. They've heard all the all the stuff. And, but the, these people, these people I listened to, all these investigative journalists who said they heard so much stuff about that exact community, the Boulder, Colorado community. Said every time they went to the DA with evidence, whenever time they went to the police, they said they were just met with silence. He said no one wanted to touch that aspect of the case. No one wanted to get down that path. And, and they were saying it was like these people were being protected. And it was like there was a lot of people well up within the industries that were like, you don't go down that path. But I'm just hoping now, because the case has been so long, 
like you know, we're going on 30 years, whatever it is now, that the, there's no ties left to that community for those people. So the new district attorney, the new head of police, these people don't care about protecting those people anymore. And I think that's the only way you're really going to find out. I, I don't, I couldn't imagine it was a, an intruder because I couldn't imagine an intruder did that would be panicking. They'd be you know, trying to get it done as quick as possible. They don't sit down at a desk mm. and write to an update. Mm. Is the dad dead? Uh, doesn't it? Is the dad still alive? No, the mum is. The mum died. No, the, the mum died. Uh, I think the mum died and the dad's still alive. Yeah, the dad's still and alive. Is, so the dad's well. I just sorry, and the son is too. Yeah. Is the is the dad still <laughs> like? Does the son? What's his name? Burke. Burke. Yeah. Is he still like with the dad? Are they still a family? Like. Uh, yeah, I think that's the last. So he fun? he actually, I think he first talked about he. Very first talk about, I think he may have come out on Dr. Phil because he never talked about it for a long, long time. It was only a couple of years ago he gave his first interview on it. And, you know, you feel a bit sorry for him because he's only 10 years old at the time. And he was really pressured that it was him about doing yeah. it. But, you know, she had a fractured skull as well. So she was hit over the head. But they said that she died from asphyxiation, which was obviously the grot around her throat. But, mate, it's, it's, I think there's a very dark side to this community there that a lot of people don't want to find out. And I'm, you know, there's a couple of podcasts which I listen to, which even for me when I was listening to it, it was like, mate, I don't know if I want to hear this. Like, it's very dark. Because the internet was at its infancy back then. And these people tell you things about the internet and about certain pageant girls and things like that, which they found out. And when, as I said, when they took it to the district attorney or to the police, they were met with silence and no one wanted to investigate the side of it. They just kept going down the, the Ramses. But I don't think the Ramses did it. I don't think Patsy or John did it myself. But I do believe they know... Exactly the grand jury that they know what happened. Mm. Yeah, it's heavy. So you mentioned um, as well, uh, Tobes, around uh, Adnan Sayed. Um, yes. Had you followed that closely? So he's out. Yeah, he's out. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. So one of the so it's weird that like nearly every case I've mentioned here, Barry Sheck's been mentioned. So he's one of the most foremost. Uh, DNA experts in America. So that's and he does that innocence program. I, I didn't realise until. Uh, last night, that he actually testified at this grand jury. So obviously, I, I you know I, I explained before that he was the what's DNA. He, and blood so what's he that. do? Is he a DNA scientist or something? Yes, yeah, so, no. So he, no, he's a lawyer, but he's the so he was the DNA and blood expert for the defence in the Dream Team in the OJ Simpson case. Oh, gotcha. But he started the he started the Innocence Program, which was the one that got Adnan Syed out of jail. Right. So so that was the two cases that we explained about. But he also. So he gave evidence at this trial as well. So two of the three people, uh, two of the three that were just mentioned, plus Henry Lee, they're all in the O.J. Simpson case. They all gave evidence at this trial as well. And for those guys to, get, to give evidence at this trial and the grand jury turned out and said, you should indict the parents, not for murder, but for knowingly putting the child in the harm's way of, um, of uh, you know, which led to her murder. That's what they wanted her indicted. But when it finished the grand jury, the district attorney at the time, Alex Hunter, just uh, sealed the documents and wouldn't let anyone see them and wouldn't indict anybody, which goes to show, which probably leads to those you know, investigative journalists' theories that there's a dark, seedy side to that community. That and no one and what, like high-profile prof- high people yeah. in, that, in that community? Well, he, he's high-profile. Yeah, he's very high-profile. He's, you know, he's multi you know, like I said, he had his own jet. He you know, had a massive billion. He had the biggest contract at the time, or his company did the biggest defence contract at the time. There's people there that get protected, you know that. So, you know, and it wouldn't be just him. Not there would be. He wouldn't hang around Christian Brothers reunion. You know what I mean? He would be dealing with you know some of the biggest and the most powerful people in the Colorado district, and you know judges, lawyers, 
other you know huge defense contractors politicians uh, they're republican down there so you know the republican side of it which oh, i think I was gotcha. george bush which and so, you know, these guys are all, you know, they're heavy hitters. And so if things, they don't want things to come out. I'm pretty sure they can put their foot down to make sure things don't. And that hasn't come out. That side of it has never came out. I only found it because I investigated it and I started reading all these investigative journalists, people, and they all had exactly the same response saying the same thing, that every time they fronted with evidence about this and that they should look this way, they said it just got met with silence. No one wanted to go down that path. But that, see, Fleet White, I brought him up before, the friend that, went downstairs and found the body with uh, John Ramsey. Now, you would only take him down, I believe, if he had... Like, I, I don't believe... I can't believe that they didn't check the basement first off. You would check your entire house. Yeah. Now, now, 1 o'clock, they called the police at 10 to 6. It wasn't until 1 p.m., so we're talking seven hours later, you know, that they've checked the basement, and he took him with him. Now, they brought everyone to the house, all their rich friends that were all over at the house, so they contaminated the entire house with any DNA, which is, then will exclude them from any DNA. There is DNA found. So they do have male DNA on record uh, that was found with, uh, in her underpants. But until now, at the moment, there's been no, uh, there's been no connection with anybody. So um, Fleet White, I think if he's got anything to do with it, it's, you know, that's why he was taken down to the, um, to the basement because it, it, then his DNA, of course, would be everywhere and it basically counts him out. Tobes, we've got to hit this uh, hard out, mate, but we appreciate uh, good, True Crime Tuesday. Uh, what's, what do you got here? Uh, Dunny says it's Toby Tuesdays. Uh, so hope, hopefully now if the investigation comes up, we'll get, we'll get some answers. Toby Dow, thank you very much, Good mate. Good Tobes. Quick plug yeah, in the book boy. again. Quick plug. Psalm. 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 With a P. With yeah, a P. Thank you very much, Toby Dow. We've got the run home quiz. Question number one, Brian. Yes, which club did James Tedesco score his first NRL try? Which club? Who went, hi. Uh, yeah, James Tedesco scored his first NRL try with which NRL club? one 1170 Call in, Lawn Hub. The Run Home with Joel and Fletch. Tomorrow's car is in stock today. Tech driver Hyundai Tucson turbo diesel all-wheel drive. Well, half hour of the run home with Joel and Fletch and uh, the run home quiz coming up for IMAR Trade Insurance. Get an instant quote and pay the premium. Go to their website, imar.com.au or call 13IMAR. Question number one, thanks to Bearshead, was this. James Tedesco scored his first NRL try with which club? Which club did he score his first NRL try? There's still one place on the board if you wish to dive in. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. Today's winner wins the $150 gift pack from Country Trucker Caps. No? Signet. Signet. Sorry, have I got that? The See, weekly prize. Okay. The oh, the dailies. Week, yeah, the weekly. Tell Sorry. us about the weekly, though. Yeah. Everyone froths on the weekly. So, Brooksy, what's the weekly? I'm going to throw it over to you. Celebrity. Oh, the weekly is the $150 yeah. gift pack. What else? From Country Trucker Caps. Yeah. Oh, sorry, the hundred dollars. Oh, and one hundred fifty. Yeah, I know. One hundred fifty dollar voucher. You're already on. You're on Bali so, time. Yeah, no, so no, for, li- for, for listener back home, right? Yeah, listener, I apologise. So it says here today's winner wins a hundred and fifty dollar gift pack from Country Truck Caps. False. And a hundred and fifty dollar voucher for the Bella Vista Hotel. False. Both, both then, false. Then it says Friday's winner gets a one hundred dollar gift cap. So what's Friday's winner? Yeah, let's just, let's just, clean that up. Yeah. That's correct. What okay. you've got down there on the bottom is correct. The today's winner section of the rundown yes. is yes. completely wrong. Okay. okay. So just to clarify, today we're playing for the a Signet Boost Power Bank. And because yes. you've mucked right. this up for my listener, <laughs> yeah. the winner will also receive an A-grade hat. Yes. Because That's Nathan right. Brooks 
your head is in Legion. Yes, three hours behind. All you're yeah. looking at is going sitting down the pool with the three ladies. They're going to be putting oil on each other, <laughs> and you are going to be sitting there at the buffet just dipping your tongue Dean, in Nutella. What's his name? Dean Boxall. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Nutella. Yeah, one three hundred over there in Indonesia. They froth on Nutella. We'll let one more on the board. One three hundred oh one eleven seventy. Let's get into this. It's time for the run home with Joel and Fletch quiz for IMAR Insurance, the tradies mate. Call one three IMAR. So Jay, you don't know what you're playing for. We don't either. Doesn't matter. Yeah, he does. <laughs> he does. He's, He's a power bank and a hat and the hat. A great hat. Now <laughs> I don't give away the very very often. Mm. Only on Monday A grade. So yeah. this is your very lucky today. Yes. Jay, do you like sticking your Robert Young in a teller? <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, no. No. Uh, yeah. Well, don't knock it till you try it. Which club did James Tedesco score his first NRL try? Uh, he was with the Tigers. Correct. Now, hang on. No. You didn't let me say that before. What? When I tried to bring up sex. Okay, now it's I, forgotten. So I have an argument in here, Jay. I'm going to tell you, look, individual med- medley consists of which swimming strokes... What? Individual medley, individual, uh, consists of which swimming strokes? Um, in order. Breaststroke. In order. Oh, in order. Um, I'll go with, say, breaststroke, yep. backstroke, yep. butterfly, yep. freestyle? Yeah, no, close. One out of four, uh, I think. Uh, I reckon... Um, that's close. first, isn't it, boys? Yeah, can they start? No, yeah. no, no, no. No? We don't even know. No, I think it's... Oh, this is debauchery. Um, <laughs> Jay, what was your order? There might be a protest here, but what was your order? Uh, breaststroke. Hang on, I've got to write this down. Uh, backstroke, butterfly. Yeah. No. No, it's not Freestyle. right. I got they, it. They I got do it. start. I know where they start. Okay. Yeah. Do they, they all, start there? Yeah, they all start. They start as a something and turn into something. An animal? Okay. Right. Uh, Nick from Newey. Yeah, sorry, Jay. Stay there. <laughs> oh, Hello. Nick, you there, bud? It's the airport. Hello? Yeah, you, yeah, yeah. You're getting yelled at. Is that QF417? <laughs> oh, having, having a conversation with the missus. She just got home from work with a young fella. Uh, good on you. Good on you. Okay. Uh, individual medley consists of which swimming strokes in order? Uh, uh, butterfly first. True. The backstroke, breaststroke, and freestyle. Boom. Boom. The relay's different. It is. Backstroke, breaststroke, butterfly. That's exactly right. Where was this? Where was this when the quiz was starting? Uh, Okay, Okay, Nick. If I mentioned the name Ricky Fowler, what sport do you associate old Ricky with? Uh, Golf. That's part A. Ricky's wife, uh, who he's married to, that's what happens when you've got a wife, was also a very, very good athlete in which sport or her event? Oh. It's in the Olympics. Oh. Olympics? Oh, okay. Uh, I'll give you a hint. I'll give you a, I'll give you a hint. Yeah. Sergey. Sergey. Sergey? Sergey. Sergey. Yeah, Sergey. Oh. Jiu Jitsu? Ooh. Oh. Hey, cigar. Sorry. Kramer Kiwi, you there? Yeah, I'm here, mate. Hello, mate. 
Uh, how you doing, boys? I'm doing good, Kiwi. Ricky Fowler is a golfer, and his wife was very, very good at this event. And it's in the, it used to be in the Olympics. And it, I'll give you the hint. Sergey. Sergey. Well, fencing sounds pretty Sergey. Well, it's close. Is it? Not really. No. But it's in the Olympics. Uh, stay there. So when, when you showed me your um, Sergey. Pictionary sort of efforts, yeah, it looked like a, a um, like a water sport. No, bull. It was also, it was also in uh, oh. Hyper Olympics. Gotcha. Matt from Seven Hills, Ricky Fowler's wife. Ah, uh, yes, what? the pole variety. Correct. Pole yes, Sergey. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. This is another Ricky question. I'm just frothing for Ricky's. Ricky Stewart played his last game of rugby league with which club? Ooh, was that the Bulldogs? Correct. Ricky was big on crow pecking too. Was he? So someone to tackle you and then he would run in third man and go on top of your head <laughs> and then run back into the line. <laughs> get you, Ricky oh, we still need to find the footage of him and Robbie John Simpson. It's the best... It's the best verbal altercation you've ever seen. You wouldn't want to fight Robbie John. No, no way would you not. Have I got the final question, Brian? Yes. Okay. We're talking about Tom Brady earlier on, and uh, they naturally split him and Giselle. How many – is a two-parter. How many Super Bowls has Tom played in? Kaya McKeewee? Who? (laughs) Matt, how many many (laughs) – Matt. Yeah, exactly. Matthew, how many Super Bowls has Tom Brady played in? Um, oh, Super Bowls. Um, 11? Ooh, less. Less. Tony from Liverpool. Tony, you there, mate? G'day, boys. How are you? Very good. How many Super Bowls has Tom Brady played in? I think it might be nine. More. Oh. More. We go to Jay. Uh, stay there, though, Tony. You never know. Jay, how many has he played in? Is it 10? It is 10. Part B is this. How many has he lost? Three? Yes. So there you go, Jay. Yeah, boy. There you go. After all, that he's won the Signet Power Bank. Yeah. Which you'll need. The quiz went that long, Brian. And a hat, too. Yeah, and a hat. Jay, have you already got an A-grade hat? I do. He actually sent me one out a couple, a couple of weeks ago. Okay. Well, uh, um, do you mind oh, if I give it to someone if you want? Yeah. Can I? I'm going to give it to someone, either Nick, Koma Kiwi, or Tony. I haven't made my mind up yet. Really? Well, if Nick can spell mm. Sergey Bubka. <laughs> Nick, you there, mate? So, yeah, yeah. Sergey Bubka. Can you spell that? <laughs> Oh, Sergey would be S E R G E I. Sergey and Bubka <laughs> is Bubka. Oh, Bubka. Bubka. <laughs> Bubka. Yeah. Oh. oh, hang on, you're out. Okay. You're out. Sergey is incorrect. Can we play the never-ending uh, never story on. on our own quiz? Kaima Kiwi, are you there? Yeah, I'm here, mate. How do you spell Sergey or Sergey? <laughs> Depends where you are. Because if you're in your Transylvania, <laughs> you've got to say Sergey. Bubka. Sergey. 
I thought it was for the same way as Matt was. S E R G E I or S I R G A Y. Oh, so close, but no. Is it is it S E R G A I? No, 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 no. Okay. There's no I at the end. Let's go to who am I at? Tony from Kaima Kiwi. Tony, sorry, Tony from Liverpool. Tony spells Sir J. That's it. That's it. That's and it. and Bubka. That would be B U B K A. That would Great be correct. Google. Now you've got to say it. Sergei Bubka. Sergei Bubka. Perfect. That was good. Yeah. Where's he from, Sergei? Is he Yugoslavian? Ukrainian Russian. Ooh. I'm mm. actually I'm actually Italian, Fletch. Ah yeah. Buonasera. That's why I can talk. That's Buonasera. Buongiorno. Come say. Hey. Oh. Come say. Si. si. Uh, where is Banyo? I need to use Banyo. I need to use Banyo. Il Banyo. Brasco? Si. Brasco. Si. <laughs> Banyo is Brasco. Yeah. Am I right, Tony? No. Uh, uh, Banyo, is, Banyo is Brasco. Yes, that's right. Yes. See? Thank you very much. Yeah, well, well you Tony, you're getting a hat, mate. Well done. Mm-hmm. Give him another thing. Well, give next... Yeah, boy! <laughs> Good on you, Tony. Uh, Gary's, Gary says, uh, you guys are dead set alcoholics by the sounds of things, says Jester Gary. And he said, I know you heard Gary. Uh, we heard you, Gary. We heard you loud and clear. Jester Gary. Jester Gary. Yeah. Now, this is a good quiz. Have you noticed, li- listener, that <laughs> the quiz, we've been going a little bit longer. Yeah, do tell. I'll tell you why. Yeah. Because, and much to my chagrin, <laughs> that we have to, no ads, the last 25 minutes. Well, that's what the listeners wanted. The listener wanted. In the last hour. Listener, <laughs> we list- listened to the listener and they said, no more ads. Yeah. Ads. No more. Gregler, up there. <laughs> yeah. So we decided. Gregler. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's beautiful. Um, yes, one three hundred oh one eleven seventy is the way to have your say. We've got our man there standing by. We certainly do. Uh, time now joining us, who happens to be a teammate of our man, Pavel Florin, who played oh, with him on the weekend. And the Pav Dog go. East Gardens Cricket Club. I'm talking about Hammy Goodman from Sportsbet. Say yeah, nah to Qatar and yes to Sportsbet. The easiest place to bet this World Cup. Gamble responsibly. Hammy's on the line. G'day, Hammy. Hello, team. How are we? Uh, good to be with you. We actually played a game with Pavel last night. Uh, he was steaming. He tied up an end there um, uh, when we played yesterday, and uh, the Grubs actually had a win, after the first win in the club's history. So the appointment wow. of Pavel uh, proved to be an inspired one. How did he go with his figures, Hemi? None for thirty-nine off his four, so mm. it wasn't the most economical. But uh, he actually <laughs> hit the winning run. He hit a scoop over his head, and he hit a reverse sweep as well. So oh. the wagon wheel for Pavel was uh, doing plenty. And uh, there'll be some pretty good content, I imagine, to come out of that in the next couple of days as well. So pretty happy with how he went. How many slower balls did he bowl in his first <laughs> over? Six. 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 What about his second over? Yeah, well, he was consistent. He, he, he pulled out six again. Oh, wow. Well, um, he's got, he's got yeah. it down to a fine art. Has he what? Uh, that's he magnificent stuff. Uh, righto, let's get away from Pavel for a second here. Hammy, uh, Rugby League World Cup, we're down to two. And, and you were a man who... You do like the sort of skew to the outsider is my sort of um, observation of the great man, Hammy Goodman. Brian yep. Fletcher is very, very bullish on this to be one-way traffic, Australia versus Samoa. I want 13 plus. What do you think? 
Yeah, on thirteen plus. You're getting about a dollar fifty six there, thirteen plus Fletch. Oh. Uh Australia dollar twelve, Samoa six fifty, the line seventeen and a half points. But I just get the sense that the line is a little bit too big. Mm. That price head to head's a little bit too high. Uh Australia, you know, they you know, they were troubled by New Zealand in their first real test of the tournament. Samoa, they've had basically the same seventeen the whole way through. Australia, lots of rotation. For me, don't look that well oiled. They probably are the better team. But, you know, they're the better team, but I just don't think it's as convincing as dollar twelve plays six fifty. I think the bet might be Samoa at the line, and uh, I don't know. I think that could be a shake uh, of an upset. Am I talking gibberish? No. Have I got a little bit? Of, is, it, is there something in that? No, no, no. I don't think you're talking gibberish at all. Um, I I wouldn't be surprised to see Australia win, but. Uh, win comfortably, I mean. But, Hammy, you've got all these players who have just had so much success recently. And I know people will say, so is Cleary and Yo and all Where those does success, things. what does it leave? Clues, Brian. Yeah, I thought so. Clues. And uh, <laughs> I, I just, you know, that does it mean more to the Samoan team? Nope. No? I don't think so. You don't think so? Oh, hang on. So, sorry, Hammy. My apologies. Oh, what's going on here? Sorry, Hammy. Sorry, brother. This is... I don't know if you're aware of this. We got a dear Jared. Dear Jared, I'm desperate to have a baby, but my husband keeps making excuses, so I'm considering getting together with a colleague who also wants a child. Oh, no. I'm 32 and my husband's 34. I can't understand what he's waiting for. We own our house together, have secure jobs, and in a great relationship, although our sex mm. could do with an improvement. We've always been happy. I've always imagined us as a family. I've been waiting patiently, but every time I bring up the topic... It's as if he's determined to avoid the conversation altogether. We argue all the time. Every problem gets a personal reply from one of our train counselors. Anyway, I've decided to talk to a colleague about this, and we've become quite friendly. He's eight years older than me. He's very mature and has, and has always been very kind to me. I'd be lying if I said I didn't fancy him a bit. Ooh. He constantly talks about how he wants to start a family and have a house full of kids. I love my husband, but why doesn't he want to start a family with me? Jared, Hemi thoughts? Should she should, should she hell, do this? Hell, hell of a fact. Hell yeah. of a fact. What's <laughs> going on there? What should she do? What is my advice? Um, I don't mm. know. You got to you got to stick fat, haven't you? You've chosen this bloke for a reason. Yep. Um, you know, I think you just got to you, you know as well as anyone. But you've just got to communicate, haven't you? In yeah, a good yeah. relationship. So well, that's the only thing that separates us: uh, opposable thumbs mm. and communication. <laughs> in the end. That's in animals. Yes. I'm not saying that he's an yeah. animal or she's an animal. Opposable thumbs and yeah. communication. Anything that separates us well, my, from animals. My, my advice in the first instance, I, I think she needs to send him a fax directly, let her know how she's feeling, and um, <laughs> well, she you know, they, they can sort of take it from there. Yeah, I think, does she try and not go on contraceptive? I mean, that's a bit sneaky. Can't be doing that, but thoughts? Mm. Thoughts? I, yeah. no, not, not for us to say. Not for no. us to no. say. No. Just, well, <laughs> just... Cut the Keith Bonnie off and just say, right, we're on. <laughs> uh, Hammy, I will say this. I've gone through the Samoan team. They can absolutely win. I, I'm not tipping them to be the favourites. or anything. They can absolutely win. Plenty of stars there. <laughs> Keith, who's Keith? Uh, anyway, what else we got, Hammy? Uh, are we still on air? Yeah, yeah, we're still on air. <laughs> we're still on. Remarkably, uh, somehow, yes. I want I want to head to the big tournament kicking off over the weekend in in the Middle East. Uh, talk to football. Yes, um, yeah, beautiful game. Outright betting in this one, Brazil 
five dollar favourites here. Uh, Argentina best backed at six fifty. France seven bucks. England at nine dollars. And for the Dreamers, uh, Australia are there at two hundred and fifty one dollars. Are there any roughies that I've left off the board there that you like, boys, or or do you think those top five are, are, are rough? Basically, it Denmark for me. What a Denmark pain, Emmy. Denmark twenty twenty three bucks. Yeah, I like Denmark. Yeah. I like them. They're in our pool, Fletch, so yep. not good news for for us if, if they do progress no. through. Their market twenty three. Yeah, I don't know. We have got a we have we've got a couple of us, uh, Australia you know based markets as well up on the side as well. Where are we going to end up in the tournament? A uh, dollar fourteen says that we don't leave the group stage. The round of sixteen will get you six bucks. Kim Cahill today said that he reckons Australia reached the quarterfinals. Remarkably, that'll get you twenty one dollars. Uh, the semis are eighty one bucks. I don't think that'll happen. And then obviously to win the lot. He's 251 bucks. Uh, top goal scorer for Australia, Jamie McLaren, leads the goal scoring in the A-League. He's done that the last four years as well, and you're getting seven bucks for him uh, when it all kicks off across the weekend. Hammy, outstanding. I'm going to have something on. Whenever Germany's running around at double figures, I need to be on them, 11 bucks. I'll be on Germany yeah. at the 11 bucks. Uh, uh, well done. You handled the fax machine very, very well. Uh, well you, you said yeah, nah to the fax machine, Hammy. We appreciate that. <laughs> Well no, done, no mate. dramas at all. Yeah, responsibly chat tomorrow. Thanks, there he Hammy. is, Hammy, the great Hammy. Of course, Shawnee. Shawnee down to this is uh, Wednesday. Uh, True Crime Tuesday. Tuesday, Wednesday. Th- so he's only got three more sleeps till he's getting married. Say so yeah, nah to Qatar and yes to sports, but the easiest place to bet this World Cup. Gamble responsibly. Mm. Boys, what's on tonight? Tonight is, oh, Yellowstone. Right. Yellowstone. It's on Stan. Yep. I, I just look. I, I I never liked Kevin Costner until now. Yep. Till Yellowstone. I might have a little crush on Beth Dutton. Just a little bit. <laughs> Beth. <laughs> Beth. Yeah. Beth. The Michael or the mouse. What are you doing food wise tonight? Food is uh, oh the chicken dish. I don't like it. Oh, you don't. Uh, it's <laughs> like chicken and white wine with like. Yeah, it's not great. Uh-huh. Just what, what compliments the chicken? Uh, asparagus. Yep. And spuddles. Well, clearly the, the kids love it, do they? Why are we? Bridges, because it's easy. Oh, right. Because she wants to use everything in the fridge. Gotcha. She's going through that phase. <laughs> right. You know, everything in the freezer. Just yeah. use it. Yeah. Is that part of the course? Like they give you a fridge and you've got to use whatever's in there sort of thing? Mm, no, no, no. But oh. She's just lazy. Oh. Just decided, she said. Because she comes home and she's just sick of cooking. Mm. And I said, why have you done this course then? That's right. That's exactly right. So was there a bit of a um, a bell curve? Was she really fired up early? Frothing. Yeah. Just drying everything out, making the grouse, garlic, butter, everything. And now what's the drying out? What's the main thing you drive it? No moisture. Yeah, but what's the main... Makes it easy to cook. What's the main uh, meat item that you would dry out? Uh, no, she just dries everything out. It just gets the chucks onto everything. Well, no matter the meat? No matter the meat, no matter the veggie, everything. All right. Everything's dried out. Okay. Yeah, it's quite interesting. Is that for the sear factor? It's Matt, it's better Matt, searing of yeah. the meat. I'm not too sure. I, I don't know. I didn't. I don't really get involved with that. Do you generally f- taste a difference? Yes, you do. Yeah, right. You do. Okay, definitely. That's good to know. It is good to know. And that's what I'm trying to pass on to Gibbo over here. Yeah, no, I, I'm a fan of that for my salmon. Every time I do anything now, chucks. I've got the chucks. But just the the chucks bill in the house has gone up. It has. Well, you, you knock them off. 
Oh, yeah. So when you go, when you yeah, knock them Office, off from here, yeah. or if you're, if you're in, I've got a little signal for you at Westfields. Yeah. When the cleaner goes into the Brasco, oh, oh right. yeah, you Ta-da. dive in. Hopefully it's not in, in uh, the North Lakes Brasco up on. No, it wouldn't there. be. You wouldn't want to. <laughs> no. wouldn't want to take that chat. That might have something <laughs> or a blue on blue light. It'd be some funky <laughs> stuff. But you don't take the. You know, all you do because all those cleaners have the big rolls. Yeah, just just undoing thing. Okay, yeah. so say so you've got the salmon and you're going to throw it into the chucks. Yeah. Is it just quickly roll it around in the chucks and then you're done? Or is it hanging nah, in there for a yeah, while? Yeah, you know, just get all the moisture, absorb all the moisture out of it. Yeah, okay. Jarvis. A bit like what we're doing now. Pad, pad, pad. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you have missed the show, uh, you can catch up on the Good podcast, show. of Good course. Show, that is the way to do that. Mick Collis, uh, the ode to Shane Warne. That was a highlight. He spoke about his... Um, the way he navigated himself through to represent this great country. It's a terrific story. Toby Dow, True Crime Tuesday. And um, what are you doing tonight, Lovebird? Not much. I'm I'm looking at Yellowstone. I watched the last episode of the series because, you know, when the series take a while to come back, you need a bit of a refresher. Yeah. The previously on Yellowstone doesn't really work. You need to sort of delve into that. Maybe the last two episodes. I did the last Money. one last night so i'm gonna was there two episodes drop yes i'm only got tw- i got through 25 minutes before you rang today and then i had the the incident with the cat oh. so i had to turn the tv off any update on the no on? nothing oh yeah he's back cat yeah, back yeah, cat's back oh yeah. guess who's back frank's back Where was uh he? guess what wacky team wednesday oh going early can i yeah you go 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 now yeah uh lundy was it Lundy who mentioned it? I don't want to give it to the wrong listener. Mm. No, I, I don't think it was Lundy. It was someone from Belmore. Oh, a Bob. Bob. Uh, Bulldog Bob. No, it was a Bulldog. Anyway, he said to me, he said, Fletch, for Wacky Team Wednesday, in yep. light of what's going on between Gibbo and Harry, team of Harry's or Harold. Yes. Deborah Bull- Harry. Dirty Harry. Love that. Love that. Bulldog Muzz. Bulldog Muzz. Mm. Thank you very much, Bulldog Muzz. Well, Rooster Muzz sacked us. Is, is he sort of – is that his um, – Rooster Muzz? Yeah, Where's Rooster he? Muzz sacked us last week apparently. No, he's not. His he's Bulldog Muzz, his little – Oh, it could be a little burner, burner account. He um, – I think Rooster Muzz is away. Mm. What's anyway. coming up tonight, boys? Uh, coming up after our sports day? Sports day with Travis Head. Travis Head. We've got Paddy Cummins coming on the show tomorrow, so looking Paddy forward to that. Kirsten Bates. Uh, you've got the Hello Sport guys catching up with uh, Roger – Fabry. Fabry, not yeah. Fabry. Yeah, Fabry. Oh, Steve-O. Remember Steve-O's text? I read Steve-O's text. He helped him out with his ne- niece's pelvic floor issues. That's right. <laughs> yeah, I didn't us, know that. Give us it again. Yeah. I'll give it, was that Denny Stevenson, wasn't it? Denny Stevenson yeah. who said, guys, please get Roger Fabry or mm. Fabry on SEN. I can vouch for how he can change people's lives. My wife had a weak pelvic floor, and we had numerous embarrassing moments of urinal leakage. <laughs> Oh, sorry. Roger taught my nephew pelvis core exercises. <laughs> now she can laugh, drink, run, and cough without leakage. Thanks, Roger. Yours in radio, Denny. Roger Denny. taught my nephew. Now she... <laughs> see tomorrow. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.